Welcome to the Hunter's Hub. Uh, this is your host, Fortwan, and joined by co-host Morg Daddy tonight. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty well. I mean, I, ooh, yep, there's my white claw. Mmm, hard seltzer. Mm, natural lime. Only 5% alcohol, but still pretty tasty. Whew! Yeah, it's a great day. Oh, I wondered what you... Heart, what, what's a heart? Did you like get a bear claw? Isn't that a donut? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a sparkling... Only 5% alcohol. It's the drunkies. No, no. <laughs> no, it, 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 it's kind of like a club soda with a little bit of liquor in it. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, okay. I'll take your word for it, considering I don't drink. <laughs> you made it sound like an uh, advertisement. Would... This isn't sponsored, is it? Uh, no, no, not sponsored, no. but it is pretty damn tasty. You have to make money to be sponsored. Jeez. We don't make money on this show. What do you think this is? <laughs> no. This is... Jeez. This is the Hunter's Hub. This is for the love of the game. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Joined by guest Chrono Strider. Hello. How you doing? I'm good. Um, awesome. Uh, so, so tonight Pan isn't joining us. Um, she had a scheduling conflict. And, conflict. Yep, that's the word. Conflict. <laughs> Anyways, um, we're just going to talk about games we've been playing lately. I know we do this. Uh, we used to do this quite often, but um, yeah, we'll just kind of catch up on things. We we get a lot of episodes of recommending things. Don't worry, guys. We are going to be doing uh, roguelikes if you're interested in that still. Um, we're just going to delay it a week for when Pan can participate because it's actually a topic that we all three can talk about a lot, like a lot, a lot. So expect that episode to be like seven hours. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's such a, it's such a common genre because there are so many games these days that have like, Oh, this has roguelike elements to it. Like, you know, procedurally generated this or, yeah. you know, random I runs we, that. So I think we may tighten up the definition for the purpose of the, of the discussion um because there is games like book of book of demons that has a rogue mode but i wouldn't call that game necessarily a rogue like right if that makes sense yeah because the rogue mode doesn't have any real progression it's just your dude um which um yeah, I guess, uh, so, like I said, we're just gonna be talking about what we've been playing, uh, and I guess I could talk about Book of Demons, since I haven't really got to talk about that too much. Uh, Chrono, I know you had said that you had played it, uh, on PC before. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Um, Morg, um, I don't remember if you got your toes wet in Diablo 1 or not. Um, I, um, which I have sale. played a little bit of it, and it is quite a lot of fun. Um, I mean, you're kind of limited with how many, uh, different classes you get to choose from, but... It, it well three yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. but it, it is a great game and um i actually need to start playing that a little bit more what diablo one mm-hmm. i said i say i say beat it and be done i love the game but game like quality of life wise it's like pulling out your eyebrow eyebrows one by one oh with a tweezer. it like, is it's brutal <laughs> Um, but, uh, that said, Book of Demons is a, um, it's a Diablo 1 clone slash parody slash roguelike. So, 
it's and, and I say roguelike in a certain game mode as a roguelike. There, there's a permadeath, which is just hardcore mode, really. And that hardcore mode is is just what it is in Diablo 2. I think actually that's what they should have called it was hardcore, because there isn't. It, it's not. Oh yeah, I can do a run or whatever. But like, your run is like a whole save, which is mm-hmm. sort of what hardcore is. Yeah. So I don't. I don't really. I say I wouldn't consider hardcore mode a roguelike because of permadeath. It's just like. I don't think permadeath makes a roguelike. I think there's more things to it. Um, yeah, it's just one piece of the puzzle that right. you, ca- you kind of need more than just the one part to really make it count in that particular genre, I think. Right, because are we going to call Fire Emblem a roguelike? <laughs> I don't right, think well, where's so. Where's the line? Yeah. So, right. Um... Anyways, Book of Demons is interesting because not only is it a parody of Diablo 1, but it is its own game at the same time. So uh, the art style is Papercraft, which is completely irrelevant to what the actual gameplay is. You get to pick between the basically the original three classes. Uh, they give them a little bit more personality, but uh, uh, it probably... Uh, a lot more jokey personalities than than uh, Diablo One would ever have. Um, so you have the same classes, literally the warrior, the rogue, and the mage, um, and like literally, it is those classes that you can do. And you go through dungeons, killing monsters, and getting loot. The difference is that you don't really walk, and you have to walk on paths. Like you are literally walking down a path. You can't deviate left to right on the path, like you or up and down. You are following a path. You do take multiple branches, but it's very different in that aspect. There's a lot of, uh, and it's also a card game at the same time. All of your abilities are tri- uh, like via cards and your equipment. Um, so you only have like X amount of card slots. So you only have X amount of abilities, potions, and armors. Um, so it's it's a it's a fun game. Uh, I actually beat the whole like story mode on both the warrior and the rogue. I, I just, I get too frustrated with the uh, wizard. The wizard is so weak in comparison. <laughs> like, oh. oh my gosh. Did, did you have a problem with that chrono? I never really got that far. I don't think, I, I know I only played it with one class and I didn't actually finish the game it was one of those cases where it got shuffled off into the backlog when something new and shiny came along and i'm really bad about actually finishing stuff i start when it comes to games i'm trying to fix that this year but uh real life's kind of been getting in the way so yeah it tends to do that yeah that's true screw 2020 Um, man (laughs) i don't want to do over i just want to skip ahead (laughs) You know, like twenty, like twenty twenty has been rough. I mean, rough for a lot of people. Yeah. And and this isn't just Corona. It's like the riots going on right now in the United States. Like a lot of stuff. I, I mean, like literally today, I've been talking like in depth, heavy conversations with some friends about the riot stuff. Like, and we won't get into that on here. I'm not political on the podcast or anything. Yeah. But suffice it to say, it was a lot of heated discussions, and I, I think there are good points on both sides. That said, 2020 is a freaking cakewalk next to my 2018. <laughs> Fair. But, 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 uh, 
Um, but that's just me. <laughs> um, so Morg, uh, let's go ahead and dive into it. We've been, you've been playing Monster oh, Hunter. Yeah. I've been playing Monster mm-hmm. Hunter. Um, now has it been World exclusively or Generations Ultimate um, as well, or have you started going into the into the Wayback Machine? Well, I haven't actually had a chance to go into the Wayback Machine because I need to uh, reassign my 3DS in order for it to connect to my account so I can re-download the games like 3U and 4U. <laughs> I'm hoping that I can get back into 3U. Um, don't you know I have like four copies of each, right? <laughs> would you cut? Would you, Physically? <laughs> would you kindly mail me one of those? Because I could use a copy. That would be really nice. <laughs> but I mean, like, I, yeah. I'm not against now, it. I, I would love to have a hard copy of that game because I don't know if they're... Who am I kidding? They're not going to sell a copy of that game in this day and age. So you have to go into eBay I mean, they or do some shit like at that. At the resale shops. But yeah. I just go into local game stores and buy them. Yeah. They tend to have hmm. them. Like, um, not GameStops, but, like, mom-and-pop game stores. Like, yeah, there's a couple here in my town, and there's um, there's one in Waverly, which technically is my town, but I don't... It's weird. I, I go to... Where I live is between two towns. My address is Waverly. We go to Chillicothe more. Like... <laughs> so... Yeah. I don't consider Waverly my Yeah, town. here in southern Arizona, we've actually got a, a nice local chain of used bookstores that each have a fairly considerable uh, selection of used video games as well. I've gotten some crazy finds looking through what they've got. I've actually got the original uh, printed game guides for Mist and Riven sitting up on my shelf just because, hmm. you know, oh, it's a game guide. It must go here. And it's like... Ooh, shiny. <laughs> and I like Dude, those guys. I, I tell you what. I, I like those guys in particular just because of the way they're written. Because they are written in a first-person narrative way. So you're reading the solutions to all of the ridiculously hard puzzles because it's a cyan game. But it's written like a story. <laughs> so you're mm. you're reading through like, you know the person as though they are puzzling through it on their own and they come to the solution and it's it's like you're you're reading somebody's journal in all of these hmm there's uh there's always some interesting ways they used to do strategy guides and that kind of stuff because uh i remember the doom strategy guide that i had uh it's (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> it's um <laughs> why, <Lord? laughs> why because i have to spread the virus it's just too damn funny <laughs> okay there's a post of like infinitely going back pictures of people saying post this on another server so there we go I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to do that in my discord later Oh, I lo- I'm gonna have to do that in my Discord later. <laughs> I, I I can't help it. I love doing that to people. It's just so damn funny. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then. Um. Anyways, the Doom Two guide was it wasn't it was written in uh as it was addressing you in the second person, um, as you were like in boot camp. To go, and you were going to become the space marine who was playing, and it treated you like 
like garbage like it would call you an idiot and all that kind of stuff and you uh, could get away with that back then though because people understood that it was within the the narrative form of like how they were writing yeah you try doing something like that these days and people are going to get super upset that you're calling them stupid because they can't figure out how to do you know how to press x to not die in a video game well i mean this was doom and if you stand still once you awaken a monster you're dead like yeah. <laughs> um but uh it, it was also the one that had the uh, i think i mentioned this on the fps episode morgue you might remember this it was also the one that talked about uh, i had this book when i was in fourth mm-hmm. grade also and i was reading it in my fourth grade class not out loud but just to myself like reading time yeah and uh, i get to the to the entry about the uh the berserk kit which is uh, an item in the game that puts you at 100 health and gives you a super punch your punches become as 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 good as a rocket launcher hit and uh <laughs> it says the very first opening line i'll never forget it because i, I after reading it i immediately slammed my book shut like just like wham like nope not reading this <laughs> uh was uh uh, some things in life are better than sex, and this is one of them. Like, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh gosh!" And I was in fourth grade. Um, <laughs> I was like, I, "My fourth grade brain can't handle that statement. Got to close the book." <laughs> oh my god! So yeah. Uh, anyway, so Monster Hunter, you haven't been in the Wayback Machine, so you've just been playing World or Generations um, Ultimate. I need to get a new pro, like I need to get a new Switch controller, so then that way uh, my uh, dongle stops disconnecting. Um, oh, actually get a pro. Actually, get yeah, a pro? I'm probably gonna get a pro um, because finally, yeah, because I'm so sick of Jeez. disconnecting when I'm in the middle of an Elatrion hunt. And <laughs> it's worth it. It's so annoying. But I mean, um, I, I love GU. I, I, I love that game easily more than I do Iceborne. But I mean, that's going to start a flame war somewhere. Um, so really, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you're not going to you're not going to hurt my feelings saying that. But yeah, I mean, uh, I have been getting back into Iceborne and I've actually been starting to um, work out some more interesting builds, like, um, everybody knows that the Safi Jeeva set is probably the best set to be running right now, so what I did was I just took the Safi Jeeva set, and I got the Adept Storm Slinger, and I put a health augment on it, and then what I do is I put on the Assassin's Hood Mantle and I think the Glider Mantle, because they have the longest running times of all the mantles for you to have, and what I do is I maximize yeah. the amount of damage that I can do on that set by keeping resentment at, like, maximum capacity. And I just count all my shots mm-hmm. when I'm using the specialized ammo. And I think it's, like, somewhere between 9 to 11 shots. If you overclock the um, uh, the special ammo ability, there's, like, a little gauge that goes for it. It automatically drops you down to the lowest amount of health that you can possibly get. And everything else is in red. But with the Safi Jiva set, if you can, um, if you can time it so that if you can hit, if you can get those consecutive hits in, up to I think it's somewhere between nine to eleven hits, you will recover a certain amount of health back. 
So what I've been doing is I've actually been um, um, using uh, precise scaling. So in that way, I would always constantly be doing the maximum amount of damage with that ability. Uh, with with the Safi Jiva skill, reducing your health. On top of losing health when you're using that specialized ammo with it. it, it it's, it's crazy. Like, I've been killing things left, right, and center with that set. And it's so fun. Um... And then uh, I was. I need to have you talk to a friend of mine because the two of you could talk shop like this all day. Yeah, I, I, I actually have quite a lot of friends that I talk shop with about like um, crazy meme builds. Like um, I've got a friend who does um, like a blast bow set, um, which is like the most. It's the weirdest thing that you can do. But um, there was also another set that he did where it was, I believe it was, uh, Frostcraft. Uh, crit draw longsword. There's like a there's like that technique that you can use. I believe it's when you pull the was it the right trigger and X button where you sheathe your sword and then you can do that awesome uh, samurai. Yeah, yeah, the new the new yeah. counter. Well, when you use that technique, you're technically sheathing your weapon. So frostcraft actually um, activates when that happens, and you also get crit draw, which I thought was. The most ridiculous... I had no idea that you could do that. And so, yeah, he found that out after some playtesting, and I was like, dude, this is the craziest thing... No, this is not the craziest thing I've ever seen. I think probably the one of the craziest things I've ever seen was Clutch Claw Heavy Bow Gun meme. That, that is probably one of the funniest builds I had ever seen, where all you do is you just clutch onto the monster, you blow him in the face, and tenderize it, then you put your weapon away, clutch onto that part again, and you're doing like anywhere between like <laughs> six to eight hundred damage every time you do it. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Um, and then I found out um, mm. when I was playing with Hunting Horn, um, Kulpturoth Hunting Horn is actually pretty darn good. Um, I've actually been running with uh, Paralysis and Blast. Reason why I said Paralysis. Um, was because I promised somebody that uh, on Twitter who I actually uh, really like as a hunter that um, if I ever got the opportunity to hunt with them, I would actually run a set that was primarily um, a, uh, a status-proccing hunting horn set that was paralysis uh, with wide range and optimized attack so that we could take down a Latrion, you know, 2v1. And they were like, you're on. If you can build that set, <laughs> we're going to do it. <laughs> and so I went and I worked on it. And then I found out, hey, Sharish Valda set is actually pretty good. Because when you're looking at the Sharish Valda um, armor set bonus, if you get the full five-piece set, you get maxed out tremor resistance, maxed out earplugs, maxed out windproof, maxed out flinch free. And uh, mm -hmm. I can't remember if there was another one. Uh, I think it was, Did I mention earplugs? Let me see. Earplugs, tremor, yeah. Earplugs, yes. tremor resistance, uh, windproof, and yeah, yeah, yeah. You you basically get pretty much everything. Uh, no, there's there's another one. It's flint. flint yeah, that's tree. the one. You basically get everything that you need to prevent you from interrupting your hunting horn. So if you couple that with the assassin's mantle, which lasts for about six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you can indefinitely just spam your hunting horn echo waves for eternity. And with the Kulturoth paralysis one, I think it was the QR paralysis, you get the echo waves that give you um, uh, 200 stamina with constitution 
And you can also get an Echo Wave that makes it so that your status, um, you get a status buff right off the bat. So, mm -hmm. uh, picture this. You're running with, like, say, I don't know, uh, maybe a Blast Bow. Or maybe you're running with a, uh, a Hammer or Dual Blades. You can pretty much put out Echo Waves that are going to guarantee that they're going to get the maximum value for their stamina. And they're also going to be proccing a lot of status effects. So, and on top of that, you're also going to be proccing a lot of status effects as well. Because whenever you're hitting the monster, and if they're knocked down, like, whether it's toppled or whatever, you can just run to the head, you know, execute your, your main attack. Then you just go into your crazy spin attack that leads into your Echo Wave combos. And you can just guarantee KOs and, like, paralysis status procs, like, almost indefinitely. And then, and then you can just keep casting, like, all, you, all your crazy um, uh, 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 song recitals, whatever it is, like, the three in a row that you can do. And you could just run it indefinitely. It's just, it's, <laughs> it's fantastic. I love it. Sharish Valda, like, I, I never would have thought to have used that set ever in my life, but... You know, uh, most people would just run, I think, like, the three-tail and then, like, two Bracky, where I think it was the Gamma Helm for the tail, because it has better slot use. Mm. It may have less defense, but it has better slot usage, and you get, like, two points of expert, which... Oh, man! Yeah, we we could get into this, but I think I'm, I'm hogging the show here, so I'm gonna let somebody else talk about something else. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I'm about ready to, I'm about ready to name this show Release the Morgue Daddy. I could go on and on. <laughs> we've just, we've let him go off the rails. It's I could done. go on and on about the builds I've been running, but I mean, like, nothing um, I run is meta. So, uh, which is good. I like that because, oh, so here, here's a couple things. Uh, so I started playing on PlayStation with my brother when we play, right? So I'm going to be playing with him and our friend Shane, um, which I don't know if you guys saw, but he was actually Twitch streaming when we were playing. Ooh. You should check it out. Ooh. Uh, Shane Twitch streams. I, we can't stream here at the house, especially with two people playing because oh. it just dies. Don't have enough internet. Check this out. Um, but, um, so Shane streams his his point of view um and the three of us were, were hunting together uh and uh the first thing i did when i logged onto my playstation character other than get my orientation of like what i was using and that kind of stuff which my armor set for that morgue is um three-piece golden lunost uh golden <laughs> golden rathian uh with with two-piece um uh, two-piece Kushala. So, I have the windproof thing. Oh! So, and that's all I use. And I was like, I had a Rajong set. So that I, uh, a Rajong slash Namiali mm. set. Um, but I was like, I don't like this one as much. So I have planned exclusively playing the, um, Divine Protection unlocked with, uh, windproof. That's pretty good. And that's actually been really fun. Uh, but... First thing I did when I logged onto that character, once I got my bearings, was sold all of my Sharish Valda weapons. And I had one, most of them upgraded to the full capacity oh, for every element. No. Wait, you mean the uh, the Safajiva weapons? Oh, oh. Yeah, sorry, not Sharish <laughs> yeah. Valda. Safi we don't Jiva. need Safi-Jiva Yeah, because I know those were the ones you definitely had the problem Jiva. with, so I figured it's like, wait, that doesn't Yes, <laughs> I, you, I, you were talking about Sharish Valda, and yeah, my brain just stuck to it but yeah i got rid of the safi jiva weapons all of them in their entirety wow um, 
and we did we did take down um we did take down a cool Vay tear off mm. It gave me the tutorial for upgrading your Kulvay Teroth weapons. I have none because I saw <gasps> those too. So, I am not playing meta at all because I sold it all. So, I am back to using my silver uh, Rathalos charge blade. And I don't care who says what. That's my fire charge blade when I need fire. And I will be using... <laughs> whatever I, yeah i will be using the least optimal weapons according to some people <laughs> i don't care it doesn't matter like. um but that was that was my playstation experience i have been uh i have slowed down on the monster Hunter pc uh edition because i have actually been uh distracted by some other games that we'll get into um but one of the things I, I, I have, I, I actually am in Master Rank now um, with my Lancer. And um, the funny thing is, it's like, I thought I hated the story before. Mm. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. I am actually actively infuriated by listening to the story. And I know, Morg, you're not a fan of nope. the Handler, and a lot of people aren't. She actually is the only person with a fucking speck of character in that whole game. Like, <laughs> like, like I don't care if it's good or bad. And the worst one, it, like I was saying before we started recording, is the commissioner. The commissioner is just like, he's like, literally like, I am here to tell you what to do in this gruff male older voice he's a chad good day sir. oh you're talking yes you are his, talking about his the commander it, his, his defining he, uh his defining characterization is authoritative that's literally yeah it. I, there's one moment one moment where he actually has a shred of personality and it's when he hands over uh celiana to mm -hmm. the grandson the team leader and the like the team leader, actually, he's a character, but he's also authoritative with a little bit of brash, and that's it. Like the, the like, oh. oh gosh, there's just so many. And you know what? But see, I'm actually least... in the. Go ahead. I, I'm actually in the part, or I was for a long time, where you're you switch handlers. You have the serious handler, and everyone was like, "Oh, thank God, we have the good handler." She's super boring. Like <laughs> maybe maybe that's like, all we want, you know? Maybe we just want somebody who's just boring and unenergetic and you know just reminds us of the glory days of when characters just went sure. But 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 her <laughs> the, thing, the thing is her most characterful moment is something that you might not even you, you might not even see if you're not using the Steamworks regularly. Right. Because she has a completely unique set of animations when the Steamworks goes off. Yes. And that's, oh, like, the, that's like the most... Oh, and I missed it. Yeah, that's the most, the most uh, characterful moment for her. The rest of it is just kind of like, 
Oh, uh, you're you're not who I'm used to working with. Uh, this is oh. I'm gonna be slightly awkward about this. Oh God, okay? no! Um, yeah, no, you missed it. <laughs> oh no! That's the best part. That's the only reason why. Well, actually, no, that's not the only reason why I like her. But you know, <laughs> well, you like her because she's not uh, that, and because she's hot. But I mean, you know. <laughs> I'm oh, kidding. On, I'm kidding. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's hot. Oh my god. Yeah, and, and at least with. Well, if you like her, why don't you marry her? Maybe <laughs> I will. <laughs> so there. <laughs> I mean, at, at least. Weird. At, at least the field team leader, whom I have taken to calling Mercer because reasons. Uh, Matthew Mercer, at, at the D and D guy like, from like, Critical like Role. No, it's the same guy. Yeah, that's who that's voices who him. He is. I know who Matt Mercer is, Morgan. I've wanted him to explain why. No, he does the well, voice for him. But oh, yeah. Gotcha. That's why I call him that. I even made a, I because made a reference voice. to yeah. that, and I even teased that in one of my videos before I uh, before I shut down my YouTube. Well, how am I supposed to know that if you <laughs> shut it down? Which I did watch. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I did watch your videos. Uh, but so, so you know, at at least you know when he's given the the reins at in Celiana and is just kind of like, you're in charge now. He's just kind of like, Oh, um, okay. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Cool. Let's, he, yeah, he uh, kinda... let's, let's, let's do this then. <laughs> yeah. And so he yeah. gets a little bit no, of character and you know, he, he has to like actually grow into being, you know, comfortable and confident with being the one in charge and not just the guy who's, you know, Passing the Mr. Nepotism, along, so to speak. <laughs> Not just Mr. Nepotism. Hey, my grandfather's the guy. You might want to listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, he wasn't no, that joking. bad in in the, the no, he wasn't. Uh, no, he wasn't. And, and and it is a little uh, uh, exaggeratory to to say that no one else had a personality, but she has the most. Like the the original handler has the most because you're with her the most as part of it. Um, she likes food. I will and say, has a crippling lack of self-preservation. So, oh my god, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I tell you what, she is actually better than any of the hunter cutscenes in fourth generation. Fourth generation, your your hunter in G rank is still a bumbling idiot that almost gets killed. I never the first got, time he sees a monster. I never got every that time. Oh, that's I never got true. that far in four. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know what? Actually, that's honestly true. Like, like, even as far as, like, going up against Gogmazios, yeah, like, he's kind of, like, just in wonder and <gasps> awe. Like, oh, oh. Oh. oh, no, he almost killed me. And then he's like, <laughs> you know, I, I, it's funny because the part of the monster is brilliant, always brilliant in the, in these monster introductions, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but 
<laughs> the the part of the the hunter is just some bumbling idiot every time, and it's never changed. And his game is like sixteen years old. <laughs> uh, the series. That's kind of figure it out. But but now we have the handler to make us look competent. Yay! They're the ones who can you know uh, you know run and chase after the bait and then get caught in the trap. Or it's like, mm, yay! Now we have to go and save her. The damsel in distress. This game is surprisingly sexist, or, if you ask me. I don't think there's that much oh, gender equality. Oh, I'm come on. kidding! Don't bring, don't bring it I'm into kidding. that. I'm kidding. Because you can, be a, you can be a female character and it doesn't I know. work. If you, the, the whole I thing. know. I know. I'm trying <laughs> like, to start a flame war here, okay? You know? <laughs> Why would you do that? Don't ever do that. I, I, I gotta get somebody triggered. We've got enough flame wars in the planet. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Sorry, I got political again. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways. We shouldn't laugh at that stuff. Um, it's serious. But, but um yeah. It, yeah. No, I'm no, it, it is. It is, it it is serious. But uh I just I can't This game is painful. It's so painful to watch the cutscenes now, and it's just like I, I have so I, I've been doing this thing where I watch something while I play, and that's true for a lot of people. They watch something while they play, um, and it's gotten to the point where I will just minimize Monster Hunter when a cutscene comes on because I can't even be bothered to look at it while while because then I have the volume way down. I can't even be bothered to be look at it during a quick. Even if it means I'm looking at my desktop on one of my screens <laughs> versus <laughs> versus watching that. Well, I mean, um, to, to make I will to say, make matters worse, you are going through all of this a second time. Yes, and you have no option and it's to unskippable. skip any of it. To the point no, where I, don't. I mean that is that is the worst thing. You can't skip the cutscenes, and because you can't skip the cutscenes, and they didn't. Think of how to, I don't know, allow multiple characters to be part of a cutscene. Yeah, there's no anybody I mean, that's they did trying to help cool you through the low level stuff has to sit and wait for you to experience those cutscenes every single no, no, quest. No. They know how to do it, but you know who knows how to do it? The people who did for mm-hmm. you, like with Dalamajur. Because for you, you can have. Yeah, there's you just add in extra people in the cutscene and they're just yeah. in the background. Generations Ultimate has this mm-hmm. too. Generations Ultimate, you can I, have multiple people in a cutscene. I can't I, I can't go back to for you and do you after the the quality of life. Sure, yeah, the, the quality world. of That's life stuff. Oh. No, and I understand that, but what I'm saying is it's not a technology issue. Oh yeah. They've done it. Yeah, it's just <laughs> they've done it. For years, it's just there. It's I don't know what it is. Iceborne yeah, was their chance to better fix cutscenes. that problem, though, <laughs> and they didn't do it. They doubled down on it. I know they had so much time to be able to, mm-hmm. you know, incorporate characters into cutscenes more than just the one hunter. But I mean, they just didn't do that. Maybe in future games, maybe they will do it, or maybe we'll get an MMO, right. which I'm hoping for. I would be willing to play an MMO Monster Hunter game, uh, aside from the one that was on the Wii U that I completely missed. Um, but what do you say? No, there was only one official Wii U. Are you talking about Frontier? Isn't that the one that's the MMO? Because we're never gonna we were. 
Yeah, Frontier. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't think Frontier was ever on yeah. the Wii U. Oh, wait, no, that was on PC. Ah. No, 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 no. No, it was on PC, 360, and Wii U, yes. Because huh. we had the Wii U episode. Games we would like you to play. You guys really way. like to confuse me, of... don't you? <laughs> you, you? You veterans. The... No, 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 I'm not trying to confuse you. Yes, it was on the Wii U, but it wasn't outside of Japan. Oh, Period. so ah, I and it. you couldn't. I would have needed a VPN. Hmm. Yes. No, no, you would have needed a Japanese Wii U. Oh yeah, that too. It's mm. region locked. Yeah. <laughs> no, it goes that far, man. <laughs> also, you need to know how to learn to read Japanese. Mm. <laughs> I've tried Monster Hunter in Japanese several times, including Portable Third. Hate it. <laughs> I love the game. But I hate reading kanji. Although, as a result, I know the kanji for fire. Because it looks like a campfire to me. That's it. That's how I recognize it. That's like, probably That means fire. Hmm. Maybe. It probably is. Because uh, kanji is a represent- representational language. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a symbology. Versus, you know, actual just, you know, letters. Yeah. But, uh, it's just like... Uh, I just... I, I, I'm having fun when I'm hunting and watching stuff like, I don't know, what what was I, what have I been watching? Marigold Girls or something like that on Netflix. I, I don't know. I'm a romance Aww. Don't, don't mm-hmm. hate me. But, um, <clears throat> or Beastars, which I did finish. Did you see that, Morg? No. Why did, why did I go to kids? Because Pan told me to watch it. Um. She was like, "You'd like this," and I've I did. seen section. I've I seen did. sections it's... of it, not full on episodes, but it's okay. I think it's fine. Sweet Magnolias, there you go, and Avatar. Well, the kids have been watching Avatar, but anyways. So I've been playing things while you know, but the problem is like, I I get so distracted on a hunt sometimes I just die because I'm just watching instead of <laughs> playing. <laughs> <clears throat> well, there's your problem. <laughs> I mean, there's part of that. It's also me adjusting to Lance play. Um, there's some really cool things you can do to Lance. Uh, I like the advancing guard um, where you hop forward and you're guarding. It actually activates, um, uh, what do you call it? The perfect guard? The the, the... guard point? Guard, it, it, that, there's a skill, though. Offensive guard. That you Offensive mm-hmm. guard. There you go. Yep. Thanks, Morg. It actually activates offensive guard if you have it, which I do. Um, and uh, I have crafted my early game uh, master rank set for that, which is um, the clockwork Ooh. set. Three of the clockwork. And um, by the way, I put a layered armor because I don't like anything that shows my head. I have to have a full plate yep. helmet because that's the way I like it. And so I actually have my layered armor is the silver knight set that uh, was the Oh, bonus. you've got that? Wait. Wait on on PC? You were able to get the yep because I got like a special edition or something on sale on Steam. Yeah, it's like, it's part of the uh, the special edition bonus stuff. Yeah. You can buy that as a pack separately too. Oh god damn it! I did not buy it separately. I got that as a pre order yeah, bonus. <laughs> not anybody could just get it if they just pay a little extra for it. Well, there was no, there was another, there was another layered set that was pre order. Oh, only, you're right. Yukimo set, I think. 
Yeah, that's... Yeah, that was it. No, it's the Sam... That and the Samurai one. If I'm mistaken. There was a Samurai set also. The the stuff that looks like the Lao Shan lung armor? Is that what you're thinking of? Yeah. Uh, I think that is... Oh, wait. The Bushido, I think it is called, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe. I think you get that if you have the right tickets for it. And that was Base World. <laughs> I can't remember because it's been so long. But, um. Yeah, the, the, yeah I don't know. Yeah, the, the, I'm wearing Silver Knight. Oh, so. wait, yeah. Yeah, the Samurai set was Monster Hunter World Digital Deluxe. And then. Oh, yeah, I remember. The, the Bushido you mm-hmm. get from the Kulp Taroth hunt. Um. If you can uh, unlock, uh, I think you get that as just like a base uh, value. Uh, I don't remember if you have to get her in uh, in her AT form, but um, yeah, if if you do like the uh, the high rank uh, Kulturoth, um, I think there's a chance for you to get like the Bushido tickets that allow you to get the uh, 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 layered armor for uh, Bushido set. Well, I'm using Silver Knight until I get better armor because. My armor set is going to be way different than, uh, you know, PlayStation 1, considering I have a charge blade. Now, granted, I do want... Uh, there are some similarities, like guard and uh, offensive guard between mm-hmm. the two. Because um, I like that on charge blade as well. But, um, yeah, like, uh, I, I still want part breaker. Because that's a thing. And, oh my gosh, the, the changes for part breaker uh, is just master rank mm-hmm. in general. It's not even... So that annoys me. So I'm back to being annoyed about not being able to break parts sometimes. Because <laughs> um, it's not like I'm a terrible player. I mean, like... <laughs> I'm okay, at least. Right? And yeah. then, like, yeah. I just... I can't break enough parts sometimes. I, you gotta be of better course, than there was I that... You've been playing a lot more than I have. If... Uh... All 16 years, Well, man. I mean, like... Lance does have a hard time breaking parts, but I mean, like, if you play with a hammer, like a, oh, I was gonna, I was gonna give away my secret weapon. Uh, if you were gonna play with like something like maybe a hammer, hammer which, like, if if you use mm-hmm. the charge attacks for the hammer, it 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 ignores uh, defense values, so you don't bounce off of any of the attacks. And if you just use the charge attacks, oh, clutch no, claw, I don't tenderize apart, charge attack. I don't have a lot of bouncing issues. Of course, I do need to find a new uh, Mind's Eye gem. I new, do need to Ooh. find that. Um, yeah, I... <sighs> yeah, so like, I don't have the amount of gems that I used to and that kind of stuff. The My most abundant gems are actually the four-slot gems right now. Like, no joke. Um, so I end up like, if I want to have gems in my armor, I normally just have to, have to mm-hmm. do the beta. Because I don't have the, the other gems that'll, that'll fit. So... Not like, you know, when I did crown hunting in PlayStation 4 version where I have gems out my mm-hmm, butt. Yeah. <laughs> and I never melded them. So, like, it's like, hey, I need attack jewels. Like, I've got 11. How'd you get 11? Trust me. Crown hunting uh, tempered Lunastra. It's a thing. Because ah! <laughs> tempered is better chance for crowns if it's in the boxes. So then you get all those gems. Um, I actually did get a, a attack gem already, though. <laughs> oh yeah, attack jewels. Yeah, yeah. Those those are like those come yeah. in the baker's dozen now because I found out. Um, 
you know how when you go to uh, the Steamworks, you can get those um, steel, silver, and gold tickets? Mm-hmm. Well, I found out the hard way yeah. that you um, you can only get um, jewels, uh, whether it be like the level fours or level like the, when I'm talking I'm talking about slots. Yeah, the slots. You know, one, two, three, and four. Yeah, they can only um, the the types of jewels that you get from those can only um, come from the. Um, uh, how do I describe it? Uh, the table where you would normally get them from, like, mm-hmm. level fours. So anything where you could get, like, mixed mm. or, like, um, like uh, empowered um, level four jewels. Like, uh, for example, you can get jewels that have, like, a mix of, like, tenderizer, attack, health boost, crit boost. You know, like those ones. Those you can get plentiful as silver tickets... You know, as, like, just the base form. So, for example, I've been getting a lot of, like, two-slot tenderizer and crit boost jewels. I have not, for the life of me, been able to get a single Ballistics Mind Eye, not a single Guard Up, not a single Mighty Bow. The the specialty jewels that you would normally get from, like, Warped and Worn Face Stones, you cannot get them Mm -hmm. in, in the Melder. So the only way that for me to be able to get any of that stuff is if I go back and I do a whole bunch of high ranked uh, tempered elder dragons, or I do, uh, the name is Levasyoth, which really, really sucks. So like the level four jewels, mm-hmm. very, very easy to get. The ones that you might want to be looking for are, I believe, tenderizer and health boost and crit boost and health boost. But I mean, like those are so uncommon. Actually, I think there's also like a challenge, like two points of challenger four slot. I think that you could also get as well, which is super rare but if you happen to come upon it oh oh you're you're gonna be real happy about it no because i don't use challenger not in this Uh, version oh oh i see Morg, you have no, you are not prepared for oh. my non-meta. <laughs> <laughs> you are not prepared for my level of non-meta. Oh boy, oh boy, how how non-meta are you going, buddy? Because I'm I'm curious now. I'm a little worried. I'm a little curious. Let's just say that before Iceborne, my set was uh, what is his um. He was my favorite before Namiele. Damn it. Rotten Dragon. Oh, uh, Belhazak. Uh, Black Veil? Uh, w- no. Before Iceborne, I wear Valhazak as my main artist <coughs> and had peak performance. I had, a pe- I had a peak performance build that had a bunch of regeneration, so I didn't have to heal back up to peak performance because I'm Oh, my. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's how non-meta oh. we're talking. All right, that is um, <laughs> that's very suboptimal. But you know what? I mean, like I can I can get behind it. I mean, like um, there are all kinds of sets that you can make with that with that kind of a build. But um, yeah, no, no, there's nothing wrong with running that that kind of a set. Um, some people no, say and I suboptimal. So other people say I don't, more fun. I don't need I don't need anyone's approval to run my armor. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes suboptimal is the better way to go about it because I view meta as a crutch. Yes, 
You heard it, ladies and gentlemen. Meta is a crutch. Oh, we're going to get into this on the D&D episode coming up. Because <laughs> net decking slash net building on D&D, ugh. Ugh. Please kill me now. Um, I was guilty of that more, in 4th edition. You're, you're si- edition suddenly sucked. silent. <laughs> I'm just deep in thought because, yeah. you know, I mean, like, you know, the way that I see it is that any any good hunter is going to be able to use the set that they have in order to be able to take down a monster. You know, running meta, it just makes it convenient. And it also presents the opportunity for some people to be a little sloppy. But, um, no, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, I'm oh, always yeah. sloppy. I'm not the oh, best Oh, God, hunter. I am rusty as all hell. I can't. I I am nothing like what I was able to get it's, done in Freedom it's United. It's not rust. It is It is sheen, steel, polished, and it's just not yeah. as good. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, just, I'm just a greasy, drooly, I will sloppy fully admit. mess. I am, I am no a Cantor X or Kanta. I just, I'm just a hunter. Yes, oh. <laughs> I mean, I've never gone in for um, the speedrunning strats myself. Anyway, it's like, why? Well, why, why, I mean, why part would... of it is, is just, it's just execution for them, right? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, they have such a good execution that it can become a speed run, and then mm-hmm. they make it into a speed run, and then you know, like, it, I mean, it's cool, right? The, the stuff they could do is great, but that's, that's why you would watch them over me playing. Which is fine. You, any, if anyone's going to watch me play Monster Hunter, it's for the ridiculous jokes and stupid shit I'm going to say while yeah. I'm hunting. Yeah. And I, that's I, it. But I can't do that. Like, I'm not I'm not some awesome hunter. You know, maybe I might talk about Monster Hunter lore and how it's still utter bullshit that a Rajong <laughs> supposedly eats Karen Horns. Because fuck that lore. You're, it st- makes you're no still sense. mad about that? <laughs> I mean... When you call in every iteration of the game, Kieran, the rarest creature in every single hunter's notes, and then <laughs> <laughs> every single one, and then, oh yeah, Rajong eats their horns to get power. Okay. Okay. But that's like saying you're finding a needle in a haystack every time. Every time. Maybe maybe Rajang <laughs> just happens to have a magnet. I don't know. You never know. <laughs> I will I will accept the lore once we fight Rajongs without electrical powers. Like that should be a thing. That's, that's how that works. That's not how any of this works. That should be I a mean, thing though. We should have to fight uh, a Rajang, like a base Rajang without the bonus. If you guys no Super Saiyan. If they want to do this thing where, oh, we needed the better graphics because we want to better represent the ecology and then throw out some bullshit ecology like we're talking to <laughs> Karen Horns, got to back it up, man. Got to make it make sense if that's what you're going we, for. <laughs> we really need to dig deep and find out where the source of this war just... actually came from because I doubt very highly that it... Monster Hunter... Monster Hunter Dose. It came from Dose because... Um, you could have a pet of a monster, and you could have a pet Rajong, and the favorite its favorite item to eat was Kieran. Uh, That's where it's from. And we didn't get dose outside of Japan. Go figure, right? Because mm. yeah, <laughs> won't get into that one again. But um, well, there you go. Oh, that that utterly reminds me. So this is actually extremely important, and I should be talking about this um 
so I, I mentioned this on Twitter. Before I forget, let me, let me talk about this. At, if you guys don't know who Ironbeard Mikello is, um, he is the guy, the, the, the stage name of the guy who did the Monster Hunter tri I saw that commercial. That was he a like, good commercial, too. Um, so he's doing better now, but, um, so this user on Reddit, X soldier, uh, claims to be a friend of the mm-hmm. family of him and he actually got COVID and he was actually down and oh. out. Um, he seems to have worked through it, but, um, just like thoughts and prayers. Um, his name is, uh, Stan Ellsworth is the name of the actor who did this, uh, this character. Uh, so he's the one that came down with uh, COVID nineteen. Mm. Um, the stuff that he did for Monster Hunter Try is amazing. So I just wanted to let people know if you're a fan of Monster Hunter and you remember those commercials, to, um, you know, give out like you find Stan Ellsworth on Twitter or something, give him a shout out, or even just reach out on the Reddit post uh, that uh, actually didn't get a lot of love on the Monster Hunter sub, which is another's. I hate the monster sub, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, it's, uh, oh, he actually has a GoFundMe now. There was an update on the page. I'm oh, looking now. Good. Um, so yeah, check it, check out that Reddit post. Um, it's, uh, it's actually, you know, he's a really big part of the monster Hunter community because of those commercials. Um, because that was a time where, uh, it was, uh, Every bit is uh, is baffling and frustrating to PlayStation fans uh, of it moving to the Wii as it was every bit as baffling for Nintendo fans when World wasn't on Nintendo. Yes, we can all um, relate to that. And <clears throat> and I'm not saying that it was good or bad uh, that they did the Switch. Just saying that it was a nice way to sort of lightheartedly engage the community. And it's the first time we saw a real big, big media push for the game in the United States. So it was a big deal to, to have those commercials in English, you know, mm-hmm. here, um, which was awesome. And I don't know more. Did you get those in Canada? No, we never got any of these kinds of commercials before. The only way that I even noticed this game was actually through my cousins peer pressuring me into playing it. And it's really funny because I ended up going out and buying myself a copy of this game. And then I also got a digital version of it that I put onto my PSP. It was Freedom Unite. And I fell in love mm-hmm. with it. Like, I loved it. It was a frustrating hellhole having to deal with all those monsters I mean, without all the conveniences that we have right now. But damn, it was a good game. And it was a fun mountain to climb, even though I had to do a large portion of it dude. solo. You had icons. Yes. You had icons when yes. you started. You could go up to a monster and I said, hey, you still have cards because there's an icon that is, above it. That is that very true. Yes. You you guys. I didn't have that. You Gen 1ers. <laughs> I didn't Gen have that. Gen 1ers had it rough. <laughs> really rough. I'm, I'm a Gen 1er. And I also succumbed to playing through peer pressure in Gen 1. Um, I had a friend who actually beta tested it on uh, pl- through PlayStation Underground, and uh, he was like, "Dude, I'm going to use my real nickname here, dude, Champ. You need to play this game. You're going to love it." I took one look. Well, that's just some Cloud Strife bullshit right there. <laughs> like, no, no one's going to have that stupid great sword. Like, I ended up being a great sword, <laughs> but um, 
I mean, to me, it was the only good weapon in Gen 1. <laughs> yeah, you guys can't see me, it. To you, me personally. I, you guys can't see it because we're not using cameras, but I've got my uh, my Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate Special Edition new Nintendo 3DS XL in my hands here. Because that's how I got started. I, that's how I got started. I envy you just a little bit. Yeah. The finish is a little you worn know, off I, on one side because that's where my hand always rested, but uh, it's it's still it's still serviceable. I hardly ever play the thing anymore because I got a switch. But you got a real treasure there. Keep it, keep it forever. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm I'm not gonna be selling this off anytime soon. So no, it's got too much sentimental value. It's definitely worth something keeping. Yeah, because this was actually the, I believe this was the first special edition new 3ds yeah that there was because this was like it launched. was that and a pikachu it was something i like think that. it was a Pikachu. yeah that and one other maybe it was an animal crossing the animal crossing one maybe it was that one uh i don't remember but yeah it was it was there was two of them that were special edition very brand new and the kushala and something else were the first ones uh even mm. announced so yeah, it's and then I have the special edition for Generations Ultimate, which is the metallic blue with the the four the faded four on it. That's the 3ds that I have now. I used to have just have red Mario 3ds before. Mm. Yeah, of course i i barely scra- I barely scratched the surface of high rank in four Ultimate. So the fact that I'm actually in in uh, master rank in Iceborne is the you know biggest achievement i've ever gotten in a, a monster hunter game is the fact that i'm even this far into it so oh because it's only the two games i went from for you to not playing for years and then world came out i was like ooh, shiny oh mm-hmm. you missed out oh there were so many good monsters in for you like the title narjarala or the molten tigrex and I'm still going to call it Tigrex, because yeah, tigers are more vicious than tea, okay? I mean, like, tea is a, is a gentleman's drink. <laughs> <laughs> this thing was, yeah. Because tigers are wonderful yeah. things. <laughs> tea, I double go. <laughs> 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 that spells tigger. But yeah, but yeah I, I, I mean, I, I did miss out a lot of that. But... Because yeah, I, I had I had a, like a dedicated group of people I was playing with, and they all kind of fell off and and did other things, and so I did too. And yeah, you know, rip- that was my Monster Hunter one. Actually, they came back in Monster Hunter World. Um, I heard a door. Okay. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Cool. Um, so yeah, like I actually had a dedicated group in Monster Hunter One, um, and then in uh, World they all came back. I actually had my old crew. Nice. Um, what was it? What is that? Thirteen, fourteen, fifteen mm. years later. I I I have, 50. I have a clip. It is. They're all gone now. <laughs> I I have a clip on my Twitch channel. It is one of my oldest clips that is still there. Uh, I mm-hmm. had. I had this real janky setup with two Logitech webcams clipped to a, an Erector set framework that held the cameras and my DS and my wrists in this, like, you know, torture cage just so I could actually yeah, stream now, oh my, a I'm DS. I'm now the stocks. 
I'm now imagining he's in the stocks at Notre Dame. Like, just, do you guys remember seeing the, the hunchback at Notre Dame? I'm yes, free! I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one of the best memes I've ever seen. I love it. I'm free! I'm free! And he falls back into it. Oh, dang it! Oh. Ah, dang it! <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and it's, it, it's like one of the like highlights of playing back then and it was like a low rank multiplayer quest because that was back when your multiplayer rank was separate from the single player storyline altogether mm. mm-hmm. so you had to actually do things as as a group mm-hmm. probably four times so that everybody could keep up <laughs> yeah but yeah, yeah Mo- monster hunter is one of my oldest twitch clips on my channel and it's kind of kind of buried nice. under, buried under all the D and D now, so. Well, um, uh, so speaking of which, we haven't really talked about what you've been playing, Chrono. <laughs> well, you know, Monster Hunter. It 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 tends to dominate okay. the conversation. <laughs> no, okay. Uh, and, wh- and what are you you're playing? World, right? Uh, I, I, or not? Yeah, it's because it, you said the last time you played World was with me when you were helping me out when I was still in low rank. Yeah, that's that. Uh, that's been PC. a while. What's been uh, what's been occupying my attention lately is uh, a little over. I think it was yeah, just like a little over two weeks ago now. The Epic mm-hmm. Game Store started their big old sale that they are doing for like summer or whatever. And mm-hmm. the free game that they were giving out at that time was Grand Theft Auto V. Yes. And I'm like, you know what? What the hell? I know there's an online bit to this. I don't give a flying flip about the storyline. The last time I tried playing Grand Theft Auto game was Vice City, and I bounced off it hard. Because I'm... Uh, Grand Theft Auto Three was the last time I played one. Oh, uh, so you're even... Yeah, so you go back farther than I did and just, yeah, just, I don't know, just for some reason playing... I can I can only kill hookers and steal their money so much before it's not fun. Yeah, play, I mean, playing the bad yeah. guy just kind of, <laughs> eh. There comes a point where it's just kind of like, just it just stops being fun. But this is, you know, online is basically, you can do whatever you want. You can run, you know, you, know, you, you don't have to be a thug. You can be the guy running the, you know, illegal business or whatever. It's like, okay, Ooh. I'll give this... I'll give this a shot. That so would... yeah, you can you can you can become a crime lord instead of just a thug on the street shooting other you know gangbangers, which is nice. Yeah. Oh, having your own crime. So, I mean, I'm not. Oh, I don't. That's so cool. Kinda. Yeah. I mean, like. So is is that what you've mostly been playing? Is is GTA Five? Well, GTA Online. I stopped playing GTA Five oh. proper when. I finished the tutorial and was able to go to online because I'm just not interested in those characters and horrible people being horrible. And my wife was watching. I'm with you there. My wife was watching one of the online cutscenes and she's like, these people all look like they just walked off the set of Breaking Bad. I'm like, well, you're not wrong. I, okay. I so I love it when people go and they play Grand Theft Auto online and they obey traffic laws. 
Like, they actually play like they're playing in real life. Like, they don't break any of the laws. They're just a regular civilian. Oh. It's the funniest thing I have ever seen. Oh, my God. The that, game? That's not me. I got places the, to be, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, the, and, and I've paid the, for it, too. I've been on a motorcycle, you know, run the red light and gotten my brain splattered across the pavement a couple times. Ooh. <laughs> Wasted. <laughs> You know, is, that the, is that what they say? Yes. Yes. There, okay, yeah. There, there's there's wasted and there's busted. Except in online, there is no busted. If you have a, a one-star wanted level in online, those cops are shoot they to kill. kill you. They, they, yeah. they are shoot to kill oh, because... No. You know. no, hold on. No, no. No, no. We can't talk about shoot to kill cops. No, not today. Not a good oh, day. Oh, boy. No, 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 no. It's, not after what's happening in Minneapolis and virtual... not what's happening in New York. New York is now in chaos now. Oh, boy. It's a fictional city. It is a fictional city. It's a fictional characters <laughs> doing fictional things that don't actually happen and have no relevance to what is going on in the real world. As a disclaimer, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we do not promote violence. Nope. True. I mean, you know, real life violence. Yes. Fictional <laughs> violence? Fake violence is Fictional quite violence. all right. And you know, it, nobody's actually getting I hurt. will carve up that monster and, and, Video game. and wear it and call myself a pretty princess yeah. in the mirror. I will There's do nothing wrong time. with making a corpse dress if nobody gets hurt. Maybe. Right, yeah. something, something victimless crime, but... We're we're getting off in the weeds here, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. you know the the the, the version of the welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm at home. Oh jeez, I, I I've missed this. I haven't <laughs> I haven't been on a podcast in years and years. This is awesome. Nice, but uh, oh, I'm glad I'm I'm glad I can facilitate. That. <laughs> yeah. Um. um so- Okay, so online mode. Do you have a group that you play with, or you just play by yourself? Uh, it's there's been a lot of solo. I've gotten with a, a couple of friends who uh, have been um, okay, who who've been getting getting started with it, and it's interesting because there's kind of different activities that are better for solo players and others that are better if you're in a group because there's like actual heists, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's not heists like you had in Payday Two where you literally like click on a couple of spots on a, a set of blueprints and then you're immediately in and like actually executing the plan. You actually have to do missions to set up what you're going to be doing later. Yeah. I think I've heard this. Yeah. So you, so you, you actually have to prepare and plan and yeah. And then you can finally do like sort of the execution mission and it's all a big deal. Yeah, you can lose a lot of money and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and so it, it sounds fun. It, it's got a lot of thought into it, at least. Yeah, and there, there's like there's there's a bunch of different things because you can actually have in some cases you can actually have like legitimate businesses that front for your other stuff. So yeah, like there's a there's a casino that they added to the game, and then. Like the next update was, all right, you've seen the casino. Now you're gonna bump it. Yeah, now, now, <laughs> now you're gonna get yourself into the vault and you're gonna steal everything that they've got. <laughs> and oh, that's geez. like, and, and that's like, 
even more complex because there's different approaches. Like the 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 first course, the, yeah. the, the the first group of heists that they introduced, it was basically, all right, you're gonna do this, you're gonna do this, and then you're gonna do this. You're gonna you know you're gonna plan, you're gonna prepare, and you're gonna execute. This is all right. Do you want to go in stealthy? Do you want to go in loud? Or do you want to con them by dressing up as some you know like somebody who belongs do you there? Wanna, do you want to pull an Ocean's Eleven? Yeah, yeah. basically. And then depending hmm. on how, you know, depending on how you want to approach it, that actually changes like what you're going to prioritize as far as the setup. So. And there's just like okay. a bunch of different approaches and all of this planning is done in the basement of an arcade. Nice. And the arcade is a business that will bring in a small, you know, amount of income and you can actually buy arcade cabinets to fill out the arcade beyond the the first little handful of machines that you get. And as you, it'd be funny if you guys could get like super rare ones. You you actually have to go like arcade machine hunting. I don't think they introduced anything like that. But all of these games are fully functional mini games. Nice. So you have these, you know. Like, some of these games are, like, very retro, like, Atari-style graphics. And some of them yeah. some, some of them are more modern, but, you know, there's there's one that's kind of like a Golden Axe ripoff. There's another one that's Final Fight, you know, and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it's all, like, you know, these, these parodies of old-school video games. And they're all playable in this, you know, yep. in, in this arcade. And it's like... They put a lot of work into something that is technically just a front for what you're actually doing. Right. Uh, I was I was saying I I didn't think that they had uh, what I was talking about like with rare arcade cabinets. I just think that would be cool. Yeah. To, to be able to get something that uh, what is that uh, arcade machine that kills you? I am not familiar with. Uh, uh, I just, it's a it's a. Poly- uh, Polybius. It's an urban legend. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. I, I... Uh, so if you guys ever want to hear about this, there's a uh, there's a guy, who, his name's Ahoy on the YouTube. Just Ahoy. He used to be Xbox Ahoy, but now he's just Ahoy. Um, he does a lot of like uh, retro gaming like documentary kind of stuff now. Um, he used to do like weapon reviews and stuff <laughs> for Call of Duty like back in the day. Nice. But he got out of that and started talking about like he does a lot of gun videos and that kind of stuff too, where he talks about like how guns are portrayed in video games and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And not like from a political standpoint. It's like literally here's an AR-15. Here's what they were made of. Here's the history of how they were in the real world. Now here's how they're seen in video games. How is the what is the AR-15 used in video games? What it's used for? You know, like. That it kind of so he's actually a pretty big gun buff, but he does do stuff, and he did an episode on Polybius, which is the arcade machine uh, urban legend that kills people. Supposedly, it was an arcade machine that just showed up in different arcades, and if someone played it, they oh! just died like X amount of days later, and the arcade machine. I was remember gone. that, and it was like chalked up. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like chalked up to be some sort of government uh, conspiracy. Kind yeah, of thing. I remember there was an episode of uh, AVGN where they covered that, and um, yeah, for those of you who do want to check that out, I yeah. think it is on YouTube still. So, 
yeah, it's definitely worth a look at because mm-hmm. yeah, like it's weird that it, it's kind of like one of those um, those big block arcades with like the crazy uh, rounded monitor. Um, but yeah, there are these weird stories around it where yeah, it, it disappears from arcades and it like goes random places and people have no idea where it's going to end up. And when you do play it, apparently people go missing or they do end up dead. And I'm like, what is this? This is crazy. Yeah, so, like, I think that would be kind of cool if they actually just had, like, every once in a while you could just see the Polybius in there. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. But, yeah, obviously that's not what happens. But, yeah. Um, okay. Um, so, yeah, Morg, just, have you been playing any... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was just, just going to say, mo- mostly what I've been doing is just uh, finding unattended vehicles that I can resell at a, a premium so that I can you know make a little bit of money so I can it's it's interesting I'm doing you know I'm I'm stealing cars and I will eventually have enough cars that I can start selling them off and I will be doing this in order to buy a helicopter with a cargo hook that I might more efficiently steal more cars because it sounds like a game be, thing. because GTA I mean it sounds like a video game thing <laughs> But it's, it's, do this bunch of yeah, work so that you can do more work. Yeah. <laughs> but, but but it's one of those things where it's like I I'm in I'm enjoying the the loop enough and I'm enjoying yeah I'm enjoying the feeling of okay I'm actually making a little bit of progress here a little bit of progress here okay I've got to you know I've got to make sure I go visit my bunker and sell off the guns that they've been making over there and I got to swing by my uh, counterfeit cash printing press where you know they've been making money over there and I, then I have to sell the money that they made so I can make real money. And then <laughs> just, just kind of doing this, this whole loop of, of things. And it's actually got me going, I need to make a spreadsheet. Some mm. people make spreadsheets for armor builds. I'm making a <laughs> spreadsheet for my criminal empire. <laughs> I don't make spreadsheets unless it's for work. <laughs> I do not do I've that. actually I've actually <laughs> I've, I've, yeah, I've had to make some spreadsheets actually for a couple of videos that I've made, but yeah. Oh I, I was more casting aspersions on the Destiny crowd, but that's just me. Mm. Mm-hmm. So uh more have you been playing anything else? Actually the funny thing is that before we even Just got onto center. the podcast, I was playing a little bit of Plants vs. Zombies. I was just starting to get back into the game. I <laughs> just installed it onto my PC and I was like, yeah. We're gonna get into this, yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Those ador- those adorably <laughs> doofy zombies. Yes, I even made my own zombie avatar. I just, I'm still, but Pan and I were both baffled that you were like Plants vs Zombie for spoopy games. And we're like, it no. is. Oh Lord, my god, no. it is so stressful though, <laughs> especially when you have to do the nighttime missions and you're relying on those mushrooms to provide you sunlight in order for you to be able to. Excuse me, I got a cough here. <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh, it, when you have to rely on mushrooms in order to be able to provide sunlight, I'm not cutting that. <laughs> As I was saying, you have to rely on certain plants in order to provide you sunshine in order for you to be able to plant more uh, plants. But yeah, and the funny thing is that uh, most of the plants during nighttime, um, well, actually, they're all asleep, so they don't actually operate. So in order for you to be able to do anything, you have to use cost-efficient mushrooms, 
which are actually harder to use because they don't produce enough sun, they don't produce that much sunlight. So then you're stressing out trying to make sure that you have enough stuff saved over in order to be able to spend on the more, you know, quality, uh, like the more quality turrets or plants or mushrooms or whatever you want to use in order to be able to fight off a lot of the zombies. And because the nighttime missions are that much more difficult because it's later in the game, you have to deal with all these worse zombies. Like, at the very beginning, it's very easy. Yeah, like yeah. the Yeah, like at the very beginning, it's very easy because the, the sunflowers, they will produce 25 sun, and then on top of that, because it's daylight, sunlight travels down, so you can grab from two different sources. When you're doing the nighttime missions, you only mm -hmm. have the mushrooms to rely on, and they provide maybe 15. And so, like, everything there, mm -hmm. it, it, it may be a little bit cheaper... But it's harder to get because you're relying on, you know, stuff to happen, which is not guaranteed. It's all RNG-based when you're going to get sunlight from them. And you're on a timer with these zombies coming at you real slow. Like, they may be slow, but, you know, every second that they come that much closer, that's less time for you to plant something for it to attack those zombies. And you're like, oh, I'm going to die. <laughs> I've actually had scenarios where I'm like, I'm dead. <laughs> There's nothing I can do. Oh, just wait until sure. you start. Just wait till you start doing the uh, endless survival modes. Oh yes, I remember. Oh my those. gosh, it's like you have you. It's like you're taking up two thirds of the lawn yourself. Yeah, and there's still like a yeah. hundred zombies screaming. Yeah. It is brutal. <laughs> they just. They eat through my walnuts so fast. Uh, not my nuts. That's that. That's when. <laughs> that's when you bust out the uh, the corn cob missile silos. Yes. <laughs> and you just nuke them from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. I, I finished a sentence, you know, talking about my nuts, and then you you start a sentence with bust, and I'm like, oh, mm, dirty mind. Sorry. Anyways. Yeah, I love the I love the corn. The corn is actually really really well, useful. That's that's that that's what you get for playing all those uh, all those dating sims, man. <laughs> yep. Damn you! I love you, Colonel Call Sanders. Back. You're such a good game. <laughs> I'm probably gonna go back and play it again. Oh, I guess the podcast. I I, I think I mentioned this on one of the episodes. I did finish a playthrough of uh, Katawa. <laughs> I did. A, I got a good ending with the uh, the blind girl. Yeah. Oh. I, I think you uh, actually I think you did a, mention it. I it was a very that. sweet. It was a very sweet story, and I did cry. It made it, me cry, but I mean, it's pretty easy to do that. Just like, just like, say my ecology is crap, and I'll just. Cry. Oh, <laughs> don't ever, don't ever, don't ever watch up. They front load that crap. Never criticize. <laughs> oh no, I saw it in theaters. I saw it in theaters, man. Yeah, too my wife late. and I did too. I cried. <laughs> My wife didn't. Ex-wife didn't. I did. That also happened with Click. I saw Click in theaters. I cried twice. I was with my girlfriend at the time, now ex-wife, <laughs> <laughs> and all of her cousins and her sisters. So six girls and one dude, the one person that cries is Fortwan. <laughs> There's cold, heartless bitches. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm an emotional man. It's just the way there's, I am. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with having feels. Everybody's entitled to have feels. You know? Uh, this is true. 
This is true. I am not ashamed of it. I just think it's funny. Yeah. But I watch I watched the Time um, Traveler's Wife. I watched PSI Love You. I've watched The Notebook. All of them have, you know, they're they're heartbreakers. You know, they they hurt. They hurt when you I, watch You know, them. actually I I don't cr- I don't cry at those. Like I didn't really? cry at any of those. I think I've seen all three what of those about as that well. Mo- no, what got me was what gets me is Titanic, and I'm not even. It's not even for like the reasons that like most people cry. It's like, oh no, he died by falling in the water. Oh my like, God. I mean, I do like the joke where he's like, "You could have just scooted over, Rose." Like, there was room. <laughs> I remember. I remember like, there was one meme like where the, like the, the, he, the, where he's falling into the water, and then like all of a sudden you hear in the background. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. What gets me is when the boat's going down, and there's the old couple curled up in the bed who just gave up. Oh my up. god! That's oh what gets god. me. That's what gets uh, me. No. That that's the one that makes me cry. I'm like, no, no. Oh, um, yeah. but yeah. Now we're talking about crying in movies. Look at uh, me. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I did, I did enjoy that playthrough a lot. Uh, it was actually a really good story. It was really sweet. Uh, the ending was just phenomenal for that character. Um, it's probably the best love story I've seen in a video mm-hmm. game ever. Um, and I only played one playthrough, and I, I've heard the other ones are pretty good as well. So, yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> the uh, uh so another thing the last thing that i that i plan on talking about um playing the uh lately is um actually there's two things i forgot uh i started playing beat cop uh which i know what we're talking about like going on with you know police brutality God and damn kind of it we we just can't seem uh, to avoid it this. had nothing I mean, you can't avoid it, right? Because it's just a thing right now. Like, it's just... It is what's yeah. happening, right? But, like... I did start playing Beat Cop not because of this issue. Because I wanted to play Beat Cop. Uh, and I thought it was cool looking. And it was, like, on sale on the Wii. Uh, the Wii. Uh, the Switch. So, I started playing it. It's okay. Um, it's a little bit too, like... Stressing your management skills than I want it to be. Um... So I'm probably not going to finish it because it's like, hey, you have to write X amount of tickets. You have to catch every robber if you can. You also have these missions and like, oh, and also you have to pay your alimony. We're going to fire you. Like, it's just like all sorts of just this cop dealing with his shitty life. Like uh, he gets basically framed uh, for stealing jewelry from a senator who's missing uh, also. And... Uh, you have you get demoted from a detective down to uh, a beat cop, and everyone's giving you shit because they all they all think you're guilty, and like the only person that believes you is the guy that's above your boss in the precinct. But so your boss doesn't even believe oh. you and gives you shit all the time, and it's just like it's 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 okay in a ways, and but it, it it definitely plays up on like some of the the real world issues it happens to because like you're trying to balance your influence between the cops the people the mob and uh what was the other the crew is what they're called so like if you arrest someone who's like a robber and they're from the crew like you get minus like uh favor uh. with the crew so you have to like 
possibly do jobs for them to get favors so they don't come and kill you and that kind of stuff um and then of course there's other layers to the story as well like on your first day you're being showed around by the guy who's like it's his last day on that beat he's going to get transferred to a new one so he's showing you the ropes and of course he gets gunned down and and drive by like it, of course mm-hmm. so <laughs> and, and like stuff like that um it's a decent game it's just a little bit more time management than i enjoy um the other one I, uh, that I've been playing, and I, I kind of suck at it, but I like it a lot, is called Northgrad. Uh, North, Northgard. Sorry, Northgard, not Grad. Uh, Northgard is a Viking RTS. Oh. Um, it recently just came on GOG. It's probably been on Steam for a while, but GOG recently just got it. Uh, it's an RTS uh, where you play as Vikings, so you have to build your base, and then you have to build houses for your stuff. But every unit starts as a villager. And every unit... Um, so you have a villager. You assign them to different buildings you build. And when you assign them to a building, they become that job. So if you have, like... Oh, I have a bunch of, like, wood choppers. I have enough wood. Oh, crap. I need to militarize. I need to reassign the wood choppers to the military barracks. Or that kind of stuff. Now, granted, there is a maximum limit of usually two or three per a house. So you just have to build another, like, instead of building, instead of just assigning, like, a bunch of warriors to the same barracks, you have to actually build another barracks. But, like, one of your resources is indeed people. Like, people is one of your, like, slowest gained resources. Um... So, like, actually having the amount of Vikings to do your work is uh, a big factor in this. Um, Which I... And there's multiple clans. So there's, like, Clan of the Elk and there's Clan of the Goat so far that I can play. Um, I know that there's the Raven Clan. I know that there's a Snake Clan. And they all have different ways Mm. to win. Which I think is cool. And it's not like you have to win that way. You can always win by domination, which is essentially, you know bleeding everyone else out uh but i haven't played like a full-on like traditional rts with other players kind of thing and i don't don't even even mean ai i've been doing the story mode which you know warcraft starcraft they all have their story modes they give you scenarios and you have to beat it so i've been playing through story mode and i'm kind of i've been stuck on the level that i'm on because they want you to win through the goat uh the goat way of winning through trade uh, where you have more influence with other people, thus you sort of overpower, uh, like politically the other the other oh. clan. Um, and I just keep making mistakes on how I'm building stuff because you got to worry about food, wood, uh, crowns, which is money, uh, food, wood, crowns, and happiness for your villagers. And of course, winter comes around, your food, wood gets taxed, and then your happiness goes down and. It just you can just get to a point where it's just like almost digging yourself out of a freaking mm-hmm. giant hole. Um, one one other cool thing about this game is you don't just build somewhere. I'm gonna build here, here, and here, and here. You actually have to claim a territory. So think of it like sectioned off areas, and you have to scout them. Oh. So like here's my home base. You have to build a scout, and the scout has to go look at the next area. And then if an area, if there are enemies there, which could be natural enemies or mythical beasts or whatever, I haven't ran across a mythical beast yet, but I do know they exist in the game. Um, 
Because, like, uh, there could be brown bears, or there could be wolves, or there could be Durgar. Which, I mean, it is a mythical beast, essentially. Uh, there could be Lamia. Like, there, and you have to kill the things in that area to claim it to be able to build there. Uh, and every area has, like, a limit of, like, three or four buildings. Uh, except for the starting area, I think, has five. So, you not only have... To, and then you have to worry about, like, building enough houses for your villagers. Are you building enough food production resources? Are you building enough, you know, X production resources for this? So, it's a lot of management, but it's kind of cool how it's a slow spread. And you actually have to spread out your kingdom. Like, because you can only hold so many buildings in an area... So you have to keep claiming more areas to be able to build everything you need to build. Uh, it's really cool. I, I really like it. Um, I'm probably going to keep playing it casually um, for a while. I probably, I've only been basically doing like one attempt per day and then going back to Monster Hunter or something else. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. I highly recommend this game. Um, I know it was on sale. I don't know if it's still on sale right now. But yeah, there's a lot of things. I also picked up Kenshi, yep. if you remember, Morg. Uh, Pan was like, this is the one that she said she was obsessed yep, with. I remember that. <clears throat> I started playing it. Um, holy cow. Quality of life on this game is just... <laughs> but, but it's still fun. It's it's fun. Uh, it, <clears throat> I just... I don't, I don't know... don't know how much I'm going to be playing it. But... Um, there's like a big summer sale for uh, good old games and Steam going on right now. So they're like I actually picked up a couple of things like uh, Stellaris and all the expansions. Uh, Gex Enter the Ge Gecko I picked up. Uh, Return of the Oberdin, mm. which I wanted to get on Switch, but I never did. Um, Sunless Sea and Sunless Skies. We talked about those yep, with Spooky Games. Uh, I got this. Uh, I got the Sunless Sea expansion. I already had Sunless Sea, but I, Sunless Skies was also super cheap. Um, so yeah, like a bunch of stuff that I picked up and haven't actually got to play yet. But I'm 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 getting I'm making myself such a huge backlog. It's just sad. Yeah, there's quite a lot of games. <laughs> oh, and space Ooh. Space Haven, which is a Rimworld esque mm. game. So yeah. Oh, and I picked up No More oh at some point too, which that one is also a quality, quality of life. My goodness, problem. you've been. But you've it got a lot fun. of games on your plate. Yeah. Oh. I do. I have. A lot. <laughs> oh, man, all I'm. A, a lot. All and I'm worried about is darkest you, you dungeon. You and I are gonna have oh. to compare backlogs at some point, I think, because. Yeah. <laughs> My, my, my backlog. Uh, well, my... Some, some of the things I don't consider backlog because I, I know I'm not going to finish them mm -hmm. or or that kind of thing or they're just unfinishable and I kind of like I tried it and I'm done like uh, RimWorld I probably won't finish that and I probably won't do what I would have originally intended to do in that game um, oh and I also picked up Dead Space on PC there you go yay yeah my, my backlog has earned a capital letter it's it's that epic of a list at this point. So it's all stuff that I do want to go back yeah. and finish, but just new stuff all the time. There's a lot that I, mean, I don't. You know, GTA yeah. comes along and it's just kind of like, hey kid, over here. 
that you want to yeah you, you want to run a criminal empire <laughs> would you like a balloon too georgie oh why'd you have to make a creep don't, <laughs> don't. just don't oh man right um oh yeah and i've been but i talked about this a couple times i have also still been playing XCOM. so like there's a lot of things so I, which, i'm actually which just came out I've, on switch this week i believe uh, XCOM 2 did, yes. yes. Yeah, uh, I've been playing XCOM 1. Ah, okay. Um, I think that I have pared down... So I've pared down a lot of games, so I'm no longer playing Banished. I understand Banished. I actually like it, um, but I want to play other things. I think I like Northguard better in that... that... Oh, crap, I didn't even talk about... I played Broforce, too. Broforce? <laughs> in uh, Switch. Broforce. Broforce, dude, you got... Broforce is amazing. Oh, yeah. Um... Um, I can't ex- describe it other than just take every action here and make them the word bro. Oh man! Um, like no, no, the no Brominator. Joke. Yeah, a- every every character uh, is a very blatant reference to an an, an action movie Co-Bad, character. The Brobarian. Yeah, and it's just a running uh, gun where you just try to you know shoot and blow up everything. Bro- what is it? Is it Bropley or Bripley is Ripley from Alien? I don't think I've unlocked her yet. There's also Brayden, which is Raiden. Um, it's an amazing game. I, I finished it on PS4. I picked it up on Switch. Um, so that and City Skylines, which I started to get a new save on the Switch because I was bored. I actually had a day where we were selling a bunch of stuff at our office because we're moving out of our office. And we were just sort of sitting there waiting for people to come. So I had a lot of Switch time. And I played a bunch of that stuff. I believe uh, so, yeah. I believe Golf With Your Friends recently came out of Early Access and also launched on Switch and uh, other consoles, I think, at the same time. Oh, oh that would be kind of cool. I'd be interested in that because I, I... like Golf. It's... <laughs> well, no no it's, joke. It's, 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 it's mini golf and it's like a physics sandbox kind of mini golf. And you don't ne- you don't necessarily have to play with a ball. You can play with a cone or a cube if you really want to. Or a D20 or a hockey puck or It's And apparently now there's a, apparently there's now a mode where if you uh if you want you can play with everybody's a hockey puck and instead of a hole, it's a goal. Oh. Now that's yeah. cool. Hmm. So, and and uh like i i'd originally gotten it when there was like two courses you know back in the early access days and now there's like 12 uh there's there's a worms course and an escapists course uh because they got Mm -hmm. they got picked up by team 17 for publishing so Hmm. but you know there there's uh there's options where you can have collision physics so like you can knock each other's balls around and and you know screw with each other that way or you can turn that off so that everybody yeah. goes through each other so it's just your skill and actually getting into the hole and hmm. just a, a lot of yeah no, no lot joke of i love to it. i love uh in general i just love like golf like i I have played real golf a couple of times. My grandfather was really big into it, and I actually have his clubs now. Yeah. I don't have time to go golfing, but I 
uh, like the games of golf too, like Mario Golf. And um, one of the first games I played was RS Real Sound, like RS Golf, was a Real Sound Golf. Uh, and if you ever hear me make the reference, he goes, "Looks like he hit the tree, Jim." It's actually from a <laughs> 1980s video game that I reference constantly. Like every time someone hits a tree, I'm just like, "Looks like he hit the tree, Jim." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 fourteen uh, it's fourteen ninety nine. It's been on sale every so often, from what I can tell. So, and it is on Switch now. So I don't know if there's cross play with it, but let's see if the Steam page mentions it. Does not mention. Yeah, it doesn't mention cross platform play, unfortunately. But it's it's relatively inexpensive, so. But uh, yeah, they've. They, oh God! They, I found they, I found a video of this game. Yeah, they they've had things where you you can uh, have your ball wear a hat to better distinguish yourself from other players and stuff like that. So it's it's fun. And awesome. And also uh, this week uh, on a slightly less good note fantasy star online mm-hmm. 2 released on pc and dear god people have been having trouble getting on just the launch oh. the launcher issues that they've been having and just stuff going on which is weird because i'm gonna be that guy i haven't had any problems with it aside from when there was like login authentication issues on the server i play on but yeah. there there have been so many people like the 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 subreddit which you know there's my first mistake being on the subreddit but it went from like last week it was this you know such a positive you know you know breathless anticipation for you know finally we're going to get the PC release and the past 3 days it has been an absolute dumpster fire of people complaining that the you know oh yeah pe- people complaining about the installer and the Mac- Microsoft Store and this that and the other and I'm just kind of over here you know playing going works fine for me <laughs> but, shrug I guess I, yeah this is yeah. This, this is what happens when you port a you know eight year old Japanese MMO to the Western market and you don't give the PC version. A, a beta any love a beta oh xbox got a closed beta and an open beta pc got a launch and it's just proving that they really should have given it a beta because there are so many problems with and again nothing i've seen myself because everything works fine for me but i'm one of those weird i it's it's the opposite of how it usually is usually i'm the one who has like 20 different issues getting something set up but once it once i get it working it works and this time around it's like worked the first time and i've Hmm. been playing and and doing the the urgent quests and that pop up and stuff and and Hmm. it's it's really interesting because i was a big fan of the original fantasy star online from like the dreamcast and gamecube days and yeah this feels pretty much exactly that but 
a lot more fluid. Uh, like, the combos transition into each other a lot more smoothly than the the old games did. So, you know, you kind of really had to, like, plan out, you know, one, two, three combo with the... Uh, with, with, with the, the Dreamcast game, this is like, you know, boom, boom, boom. Okay, move on to the next thing. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, I'm going to mm-hmm. jump in the air and, like, air dash towards the enemy, and then I'm going to spin around like a, you know, like a, a crazy battle top, like, five times and, and <laughs> slice up the, you know, slice up this guy with my, you know, daggers. And then I'm going to kick off of him and, you know, go over here and I'm not touching the ground because that's, you know, kind of my gimmick is the longer I stay in the air, the better damage I do. Hmm. It's it. it so, uh, they, they ramped up the anime-ness of the combat considerably. And I bet, man, and it's it's been I mean, it's been really that fun. about Monster Hunter to begin with because yeah uh, they they actually have like a schedule of uh, these things called urgent quests which are kind of like miniature raids that you can do and yeah but it's only up for like thirty minutes at a time and then it'll and and then it'll fall off and you go back and go go back and do the normal grinding and stuff. The actual gameplay's oh the actual so gameplay is very it is very MMO. Yeah, it's 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 very MMO, but it's also got like like the the gameplay loop has a very Diablo feel to it because it's all about grinding to get those high rarity items that have the best stats, and then you you know slowly augment those you know really high power you know weapons into you know exactly the sort of thing that you want. And it's like you want to talk about spreadsheets. This game, I'm gonna need a spreadsheet if I want to seriously play it. But <laughs> but at the same time, you know, at the same time, you don't have to. You know, you can just. Uh, it's like okay, this has the biggest number. I'm gonna use that, and it still works just fine. So it's yeah. That, that's what I was gonna say. Is like I liked PSO back in the day. I did have it on GameCube, and some of my friends were, and my brother included, were absolutely obsessed with this game. Right, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's really cool." Then, like, not too much longer after I got a hold of it, I don't, I'm not sure if PSO came out in 2004 or five or whenever it is. Um, uh, I think the, the either the GameCube and Xbox versions, I believe, were, I believe those were 2004 because I remember playing those while I was deployed in Kuwait at the time. So, okay, so 2004 must have been earlier in the year then because uh it was like november of 2004 that we got monster hunter Mm. and that i got monster hunter it came out earlier in 2004 um but once i got monster hunter i didn't look back at pso like yeah because because monster hunter yeah 100 percent replacement yeah it was it was was a no i mean i imagine even the early monster hunter games probably were they probably felt a lot more refined as far as the combat the fluidity of it. Yeah. So yeah. Even if I did have to use that right stick to attack. Yeah. You had to use the right. Stick. <laughs> what? Yes. The right stick to attack. Yes. How does that work? Um, up was your triangle and huh. to the side, either side was your circle and this is PlayStation controls, so it'd be X and A is what I'm talking about. Huh. And 
uh, your upswing, which is X and A at the same time, or triangle and circle at the same time, was down on the the D stick. Okay. Right stick. And I'm looking at my um, I'm looking at my 3ds going. There's no way that would work with this tiny little nub. <laughs> no, it actually changed because it went to the to the PSP. Yeah, that's why it changed. Um, that makes sense. Morg, are you still there? Uh, yes, yes, I am. I, it's just okay. It, you've just been silent yeah, it's, for a it's, while. It's been a lot of crickets from that from that <laughs> end. So, <laughs> no, sorry. Were you were you fascinated by real sound golf? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I love golf. I love golf so much. Looks like he hit. Yeah. I mean, I had the video. I <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> no, I know you're not fascinated by golf, Morg. It's very obvious. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what they need. They need another Mario Ooh. Golf. That's what they need. Yeah. I I I'd, I'd be up for that. I'd be up for that. But uh, but yeah, PSO two, you know, it it's got the usual free to play, you know, trappings of you know, especially you know, a Japanese style free to play MMO. So everything is still like loot box, you know, purgatory, and you know, it's like we're going to see how many ways we can get you to pay for things. So here, have some loot boxes. Here, have uh, you know, have a subscription that gives you all these convenience features. Here, have a mission pass, which is totally not ripping off Fortnite in any way, shape, or form. That you level up and unlock cosmetic things. So they, I mean, everyone's they, doing they, that. They, everyone's yeah. been doing that. Yeah, they, they, they get you left, right, and center. But here's the thing. None of that actually, like, blocks off any of the actual gameplay. You don't have to pay to unlock higher levels. You don't have to pay to do more difficult quests. Everything that you're spending actual money on is convenience features, like trading between players, or cosmetic stuff. Like, they've got an entire... Uh, they're, they're called scratch tickets, but basically it's a loot box that lets you pick one of three things that you don't know what you're getting until you, you know, pick one anyway. So technically it's exactly the same as a standard loot box, but they've, uh, they get, they have one right now that's uh, Hatsune Miku since, you know, that's a mm -hmm. Sega licensed thing and it's, you know, PSO2 yeah. is, very, is, is definitely a Sega thing. And yes, so now I will say, if you have Game Pass Ultimate, I believe there's still a big fancy bundle of things that you can get that includes like a uh, a gold tier unlock for whatever mission pass happens to be up at the time that you use the item, and I think I don't I don't know if it still has the 30 days of premium. I think that. Might have gotten pulled because people found an exploit with it. I don't remember, but oh, okay, yeah, the, so, something happened to where somebody found an exploit and they had to like completely reconfigure exactly what came with that particular bundle. But it's a whole bundle of like convenience um, items and, and stuff that you can get just for having Game Pass Ultimate. And one of the perks that they started doing. 
It's like, you're already paying for this, you know, subscription fee for, you know, Game Pass and Xbox Live Gold in one bucket. Here, have some free stuff. It's like, oh, cool. Yeah. X- well, I mean, a lot of them do stuff like that, so. Yeah, it's, it's just, you know, this is, this is above and beyond, like, the games with gold and stuff that they've been doing, but. Yeah. But yeah. And no, that's cool. So it's, it's probably not something I'm going to get, like, really deep diving into the way I've been doing with GTA lately, which is weird because I've never been that into GTA. But no, same here. But, but the, the fact that, you know, it's basically I get to play this exactly how I want to. I don't have to follow the storyline that's going to make me, you know, it's going to make me spend time with these. Call my eyes out like yes. Monster Hunter. Yeah, it's, it's going to make me. <laughs> it's it's going to make me, you know. You know, it's like if I play single player, it's going to make me spend time with horrible people being horrible, and I'm just not into that. <laughs> so, yeah, the the online, but yeah, PSO two. I mean, there's also concerts uh, that, <laughs> like, idol, hey, like, like Japanese idol concerts, and they schedule these before some of the urgent quests, the, you know, the mini raids, and so if you you know, watch the entire concert, you get a buff at the end that lasts through the urgent quest time slot so that, you know, you get like better drop rate, you know, more money and more XP, that sort of thing. And they are trying to force you into their K-pop culture. Uh, more Japanese idol culture, really, because they uh, I don't know the difference, and I'm sorry if that's racist, but I, well, you, you know, you know how I said that they had like Hatsune Miku cosmetics in a, in one of the loot boxes that's available right now. Yes, I do remember you saying that word that I don't understand. Yes, I hope at least Morg knows what I'm talking about. Uh, which one? Hatsune Miku. Hatsune Miku. Or Marek. Hatsune Miku. Oh, Hatsune Miku. New Miku. Yes, yes. Okay, so Morgan understands what we're talking about. <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, yeah. Apparently, no, I'm. I, uh, I am so out of touch <laughs> with Japanese culture, despite loving Monster Hunter. That's fair. Like, that's fair. I, I'm, that... I'm, I'm not. You know, I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent weeb, but I I keep tabs on on certain it's, aspects of that. Uh, let me, okay, okay, so here, here's now, the picture that I'm going to paint for you, okay? Uh, picture this uh, uh, this lolly girl, like, schoolgirl looking thing with, like, a microphone and, like, these green crazy pigtails or, like, ponytails that, you know, drape off to the sides and they pretty much go down to her ankles. Yep. that That's pretty much what it is. Okay. Okay, and her her singing voice is completely computer generated. Yeah. What? What? Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. You're watching like a. It, that's not the style of the game, though, right? That's oh, a very anime style game. Like visually. Okay, but aesthetically, the people aren't like they don't look like lollies, right? No, in, fa- in the fact, there, there, are, there are people who are upset that the North American version does not allow you to make characters shorter than 150 centimeters because the localization team was kind of like, maybe we should avoid anything that might resemble, you know, pedophilia whatsoever. Oh. Yeah. So you can't make a 
you know, character with childlike proportions, but. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Which, I mean, I wouldn't, I really, the, to me, it's a game. It's a fantasy. I don't really, I don't equate that to having children, but yeah, I guess. Yeah. I get but, but, but again, there are, um, there, there are people who are actually upset about that. And I'm like, it's a game. Or is this really the hill you people want to die on? Really? <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, sometimes it is, right? I mean, apparently I'm racist for, for making orcs. I mean, have <laughs> black skin in my article. <laughs> like, sorry, it's an orc. <laughs> people want to say that Tolkien was a racist because of the orcs. It's like, have you paid attention to how they talked? Well... They had Cockney accents for crying out loud. Well, the funny thing is, is that <laughs> was that ever like a was that just um, oh what's the name of the uh, director? Uh, Peter Jackson? Jackson? No. Yeah, like was that ever Jackson? was like was that like no, uh, open interpretation? No, they're or, talking about the books. Like, no, the no, they're the, talking about the books. That is because that the is books the sort themselves of... refer to them as Mongols. Oh, yeah. The 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 and, well the books. You know, whenever they spoke, it was very clearly that sort of, you know, Cockney, lower class, lower class British dialect that, yeah, you know, it, 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 it was meant to... Which is in the movies. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was meant to express that they, you know, weren't like, you know, as educated as the humans or whatever. I don't even know. It's like, I, I you know, it's, it's like, no, it's just nobody thing. can yeah. ask Tolkien... The poor guy's dead. Mm-hmm. Let him be. <laughs> well, there's there's good evidence uh, against it being about racist stuff. Yeah, like yeah. Um, there there's good evidence that. Um, but on the surface, it it can look pretty bad. Um, which I I get where that comes from. But like now, nah, it was my best article I ever did. However, I got, I got hate from, calling like. A certain I make sub races of everything I, I write on, mm-hmm. and one of the races of orcs was um, I called them cave no, orcs, no. right? Mm-hmm. And because they lived in caves, and they and they had black skin to blend in, and people were like, "Well, things that live in caves are typically white and don't have pigment because they don't see light and that kind of stuff." I was like, "I did say they came out of the caves too, like they're just subterranean orcs instead of mountain orcs. Like that's it." And I gave them black skin to differ them from the gray and green skinned orcs. Like that's it. So what? Like so, there is so what black are, skinned orcs in D and D. So how do these? And I just called them. So how do these people justify drow? Because by their logic, all drow should be albino. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, right. I know. Oh yeah, displacer beasts. No, they're all white, dude. They're not purple. <laughs> all white. Cave fishers, they're bright white. Everything's white in a cave, man. <laughs> like, yeah, it's no. like, um, I, I, I know we're trying not and, to get political, but honestly, it feels like a lot of times people who are so quick to to label something as racist don't realize how racist it makes them come across in doing so. That's the thing, though, is that you know, yeah, I don't know. Everybody's got some sort of an issue. Now I'm, I'm. Oh yeah, nobody's nobody's perfect. Exactly. Absolutely not. You know, like some people are. You know, they have that sort of a mindset where they're always looking for something. You know, but I mean, like in some cases, 
for some situations it's justified, but for others, like, it, it, for fictional pieces, it really, it shouldn't be. Um, it, it's really all into, like, you, uh, what is the intention of, like, the creator, or, like, whether it be the author or the director, or, you know, what yeah. is their intention, like, what is the message that they have intended to come across, you know, when they're producing a piece? You know, is it... As, you know, this person that might be so easily provoked by a certain uh, culturally sensitive issue might, you know, interpret it to be? Or is it just them, you know, kind of thing? And that's where a lot of the issues with, you know, being able to enjoy content comes into play. Especially when, you know, there's the inclusion of multiple different races. Or the exclusion of different races. Or the inclusion or the exclusion of different genders and... So on and, oh man, it just, it blows out of proportion so quickly and so fast. Mm -hmm. If only, if only there was, oh wait, nope, nope, I probably shouldn't bring it up. I dream of a day and a utopian society where everybody is equal, where people are not defined, you know, so, so strictly by, you know, you know, the measure of their, of their person is not based upon, you know, their features. You know, that's not their only defining trait, mm -hmm. you know. I would like to be able to, you know... Where they just, will be judged... Yeah. Where, where, where people will be judged not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Yeah, you know, like, the, the measure of their worth should yeah. be, you know, something that is, you know, it's represented by, you know... What is going on in their head? What is? What are their feelings? What are their ideals? What are their ambitions? Their goals in life? You know, what is it that they set out to do for themselves and for the world? Not just for you know the petty things like you know their gender or their class or their religion or their cultural beliefs or you know the, these these things are minor. The way I like to step one to achieving the way this I like goal. to put it. <laughs> Step, step one to achieve. The way I like to put go it ahead, is is that look at all of a person mm -hmm. and not just part of them. Because people are not just their race. People are not just their... And there's nothing wrong with any race. There's nothing wrong with anyone's orientation. And that's mm -hmm. their decision. And step one to achieving that? And ditch social media. Get rid of it. Uh, that's how I advertise this podcast. I can't condone this. That, yeah, I tend to be like a mediator a on social media. I try and help people become level-headed and rationalize things, but uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I, it's not. It, it's it, it's it's relative anim anonymity that is the problem with social media. It's that's the problem with internet culture. Is is the I feel safe being an asshat because oh. you can't get me. I'm 10,000 oh. miles away. Right? No, no, like, no. The penny arcade theory. I know, Morg. The penny there, theory. there are shadier places. They are under dark, there are under dark tunnels that go to the... Oh. <laughs> I get it. There are swats. There are all sorts of things you can do. But, um, which isn't okay. Don't swat no. people either, people. This... Um, we are so political this episode. God damn it. I'm um, sorry. I feel like it's my fault for being here. <laughs> no, it's all of us. I've, I mean, I've been making jokes uh, about it too. Can it be helped? Um, I mean, there's so much chaos going on say, in the world right now. It's hard to, you can't really ignore it, you know? Well, I mean, there's a lot of problems where people are just like, hey, 
I don't like this thing about you, thus I don't like you. Like, you don't, like, this is so prevalent, and it's not even, it's even for people that, like, I'm sorry, this is mm. gonna get political again. I hate it. But, like, I really hate when people just, like, they hate on someone, obviously for doing bad things, but they refuse to, they refuse to acknowledge the good things mm. that they have done. Right? Um, gonna get some super real talk here. And I'm sorry, listeners, if you don't care about this, but um, I have a late grandfather who passed away that was a total mm-hmm. d- dirtbag, right? I didn't know him that well. The times that I did see him and try to connect with him, he tried to ask me for money, like, instead of just, like, trying to bond with me, oh his lost grandson, God. like, stuff like that. Like, um, there's a lot of bad things about this guy. This, this, this guy was not, he was, like, kicked out by his not his wife, by his kids. His kids kicked him out of the house. Um, So that, that means my dad did this. Like, like the guy was a total and utter douchebag. Right. But there are good things that he did in his life. That is good. There are good things about it. That doesn't, a person is not a single act. They are not a single facet of themselves. They're the whole picture. Right. And to ignore everything that someone does because you don't like one thing or even multiple things, you can't ignore the good that someone mm-hmm. does, too. Well, and, you know, and to, and to you, compound, you have, that's what they talk about. Yeah. To, Sorry. Go ahead. To, to compound off of that, you have this this culture of people now who we have so much of our lives just out there on the Internet yeah. And that includes our I mean, and, that, and, that, <laughs> and that includes our mistakes. And so it is so easy oh, yeah. for someone to decide that they don't like someone to the extent that they will go and find one of those mistakes from years ago. Like maybe this person, you know, oh, has, yeah. you know, apologized, made things right, made amends, gotten over it, forgotten all about it. They'll dredge up a tweet from ten years ago and Oh, this, this is actually a horrible person. Look at what they said happened. back then. Mm-hmm. This actually recently happened to me on Reddit. Very recently. Um, so it's not too private of knowledge that I am divorced. I am a mm-hmm. divorced single man, right? This 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 has happened. I've talked about it with Chrono in person. Mm-hmm. Morg knows a lot about it. And I have a lot of uh, hang-ups about that, right, personally. Um when I posted my latest article, the Girolon, right, there was a commenter who went back through my Reddit history and said, okay, so, uh, like, you said this in this post and this in this post. So uh, I said, so I put it on r slash divorce, right, because I was looking for help. The Literally, the title is, hey, wife of nine years says she's leaving me. What do I do? Versus, hey, I've been a DM of 17 years AMA, which were pretty close together in my post history. But this guy just bring this up in my Gearlon article. Like, he just links the things. They're still on my Reddit. You can go look at them. I don't hide the fact that I posted to r slash divorce. I needed help. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't hide the fact that I posted an AMA about being a DM for seven year, seven, you know, 17 years. I know we're like, well, that doesn't make sense. If you were married for nine and 17, it's like, I could have been DMing before I was married. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, um, 
like, uh, um, and after, like, I, it's just weird. It, you know, people, people do that and they want to bring up dirt. They want to cause drama. And, you know, like, it's not everybody, of course. Right. But we had the bad eggs and it's just, it, it's, it's frustrating. And it, it's frustrating that, you know, a lot of times both sides of the, any issue really refuse to listen to each other. Even if mm-hmm. one side has an upper hand on the morality of the issue, there's still things being done that shouldn't be done most of the time on both sides. And I'm not talking about anything about the riots and stuff like that, uh, going on now. Um, I actually, like I said, I've been talking about this all day. Um, I have some friends in Columbus who are Columbus, Ohio that had riots. Also, a lot of cities had riots. Um, and they're talking about it because unfortunately for them, they are directly affected by what was going on because, um, you know, a couple of my friends in Columbus are African-American and are afraid of the police at times because of Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And, and I had a really good discussion with them about like what's going on. Cause honestly, the first I heard of any riot was Atlanta and Atlanta is like where things got real crazy. And that's where they set a precinct on fire and smashed cop Mm -hmm. cars and stuff. I'm like, Whoa, why are we doing this? What are you doing? That's bad. Don't do that. No. And like, you don't, you know, I didn't hear the whole story. Yeah. I, I, you know, talked to a lot of people, figured it out. I heard about the riots before I even uh, knew what the inciting incident was. Right. And unfortunately for a lot of us who aren't directly involved, that's where we come in. And sometimes people don't care to look further. And yeah, uh, we are so political today. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But, um, I'm so, like I just I hardly ever do. No, this, but, no, um, this is something that has to yeah, come it's out. Just, I mean, like you know, we you know, this is something that really does have to be addressed. No, I get it, but I don't think that me as as a most of the time perceived white person in in a rural area. And it's not that my opinion doesn't matter. It's that. I don't have a lot of issues mm-hmm. with what's going on. Not not issues as not issues as in oh it's okay. Issues as in I don't experience this. This is all second, third, fourth, sixth billionth mm-hmm. hand for me, right? Like I don't I don't I don't experience any of the stuff that people yeah. are going through. Uh, I have empathy for it, but I have no way of saying hey, look at this and and and. and Personally, I actually really like cops. A lot of the times I will go up and say, thank you for your service. And it's not, it's just me. Cause like I wanted to be a cop for a long time and it ended up not being my career choice, which is fine. I also don't want to die. That's a high probability of mm-hmm. being a cop. But like, then again, like that doesn't like, just because I like cops doesn't mean I'm going to excuse the heinous crimes that they've been, you know, that, that cops have been doing or anybody like it doesn't it's all just a, a fuster club yeah like, exactly <laughs> yeah yeah and and that's why we have riots because it's a fuster cluck and no one's listening to each other and no one's doing anything and now think people are doing something it's just you know and, and you know speaking speaking for myself as a, a pasty white boy in the desert southwest i don't feel the need mm. to you know I, I i don't feel like it's my place to provide social media commentary on any of this stuff and it's like no and, 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 and it's aside like, from talking about it and it's going to go up here yeah i don't i haven't talked about it i talked about it with my friends 
both uh, both my real life friends in Columbus and um, some people in uh, the the group that Pan and I are in. Yeah, and, um, and and it's like I you know I I now that I know exactly what what started all of this. Yes, it's a tragedy. Yes, mm. things shouldn't have happened. Yes, people need to be held accountable. No, we do not need to be burning cities to the ground. I swear, a lot of this is just because people are sick of being cooped up at home. It is compounded. Like, and, there's a lot of... It, it's a powder cake. It, it it may be a factor. I, I, but, I honestly, um, I, I'm not saying that's what it's caused not, this. I'm saying that it definitely hasn't helped. No, it hasn't. No, but there's... There's another facet to this, and it's it's the facet that stuff like what happened to that man mm-hmm. by the police has become prevalent. It has become prevalent in the mm-hmm. media, at least, right? It has. We see it a lot. There is. Uh, I, I was talking to my friend friends about this. There's, and, and I didn't know this, but there's like dozens of accounts of stuff like this happening over mm-hmm. the past twenty years. Dozens yeah. of video evidence. And a cop getting away with it. Like, video evidence of the, this happening. And that's what caused these riots. It's not a single mm-hmm. incident. It's a buildup. And it's the same thing with the civil rights movement. You know what I mean? It's it's the same thing. This stuff does, doesn't no. come out of nowhere. And um, I was aware of that stuff before. But I was like, okay. So now that I'm aware that it's a larger issue that's playing into a lot of this violence. Which, again... I don't condone burning down a police station for Pete's sake. Like, but then again, I don't, I can't, I can't say that like it's right or not right. in some way, because I, I don't mm-hmm. deal with that oppression. I don't deal with, with like, it's, it's so weird. Uh, it's so it. And, and then on top of the, the frustrations of COVID and that kind of stuff, like, um, a lot of stuff is open for me right now uh, in Ohio. Ohio has lifted most of the restrictions. Yeah. So the only thing is you have to have mm-hmm. a mask. Yes, yeah, that's um, the case in Arizona. Uh, a lot of places are are uh, willing to be a like little flexible. Like even the dining rooms are open. We have we, yeah. we don't have dining rooms yet for the most part. I haven't checked the local establishments, but from what I can tell, most of the like national chain places just aren't bothering to open their dining rooms until they can do so across the country. That's my guess. Yeah. But, um, but in general, people stuff are just, that has like outdoor patios. Yeah. Is what's mm-hmm. opening here. Yeah. But in general, just, you know, people are just kind of going about their business like they always have. And, you know, some people just did that anyways. And then you've got during mm-hmm. the lockdown. And, <laughs> well, I live in a city with a Air Force base, so there's actually a considerable number of people that are, you know, not just healthcare related, but other people that are considered essential, you know, mm-hmm. bu- you know, workers. So I never saw empty streets, even when I was driving to work every day. So yeah, but it, it's just well, guys, yeah. That got deep. Do we have more video games to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, I was, I was actually going to talk about the fact that, yeah, I, I can actually relate to a lot of, like, what's happening around there because I actually have... Oh, no. sure. No, I don't want to cut like, you I off. I have been the victim of racism before, and that was, you know, in the workplace that I had worked in before, and it was really, really tough because, you know, I didn't get equal pay like the rest of the others, 
um, did, and the only reason that I was even hired was because I was the only white guy that was actually working at the place that I had. And it, it it was awful, and they basically mm. had me like switching between different crews and all these, you know, in centralized city squares, you know, where obviously a lot of people would see me, you know, obviously. So in that way, they would say, "Hey, we're hiring white guys, you know, come and join us," because the people that I did work with who were on the same level as me, they were all migrant workers. They were all good people. They were really nice. Mm. But, like, the big head boss who, you know, very shady guy, he didn't pay me equally with the rest of the other guys, and, you know, he made me work the hardest. But, you know, I had nothing against most of the guys that I was there with, but, you know, in particular, some of the, some of the people who were in charge... They did not really like white people in particular, so I ended up getting, you know, at the brunt of a lot of, you know, uh, harsh criticism and such. But, hmm. um, no, I, I can relate to a lot of, like, you know, what's going on, you know, a lot of the a lot of the negative feelings and frustrations that they have, but, you know, their stuff is, ge it's, oh, it's over generations and generations and generations, and, you know, they're dealing with a lot of, you know, issues and problems that have to deal with racial oppression that have gone on it hasn't stopped so you know i don't know if this is like the straw to break the camel's back and you know they've decided enough's enough or if it's you know if one man's death was you know the excuse for people to go out and to go onto these crazy looting sprees destroying buildings and and businesses kind of reminds <laughs> me of like what happened in yeah, Vancouver there's... when you know the Canucks made it to the finals and lost, and then all of Vancouver was just up on a riot, and then people were just going around and looting stores and flipping cars and burning buildings, the works, you know, very similar to this, and the police were completely helpless to it. People, but people I mean, are like, awful. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, anybody can find an excuse to do this kind of stuff, you know, to cause chaos, because uh, for some strange reason, our ape brains, and that's everybody collectively, you know, thrives off of the idea of, you know, causing chaos and breaking shit, because it's it's fun for some strange reason. I'll admit it, it is actually really so, fun. So what, so, what, um, so what you're saying is that human beings are chaotic evil by default. Yes, yes, the only thing that keeps us into place mm. is is the social constructs, mm. you know, the laws that we set for, you know, others. But I mean, like, you know, every... Not sure I agree with that. <laughs> I know I'm not I don't know, Fortuan. I mean, everybody's, <laughs> I say... everybody's got a dark side. I mean, it's whether or not you actually I, act I on it. I did say by default. Yeah. Yeah, I did say by default. You know, I mean, there, you, you know, know na na nature and nurture are very different things. Mm -hmm. And just because our nature leans that way, we can be guided towards, mm -hmm. uh, you know, not being okay. that way. And whether that's, you know, how we were taught, you know, religiously or culturally look, look, speaking. I will agree. You know. I will agree mm -hmm. with chaotic. I won't Now, agree with I will you. also point out... I will also point out that, <laughs> yeah, like neutral at best. that there is actually case evidence of a wide variety of species of animals, and not just apes, that have also been, you know, showcased to actually keep pets. I'm not joking. Like, there there have been actually, case, you know, cases where yeah. animals will take in other species, you know, as either their own or okay. as, you know, uh, 
sort of a possession that yeah. they value and you know want to cherish. So you know, no, nothing is inherently, and I use this in air quotes, evil. You know, everybody, yeah, has you know sort of a dark side to them, or like maybe an egoic self. But that's not to say that you know it's inherently bad. It you know there are just you know aspects of it that are not favorable. Yeah, that's what I was saying. You know, you look mm-hmm. at the whole person. It's exactly you know. that. But yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. So I mean, like I understand where you know you know the reason for a lot of this chaos happening, and perhaps. And I'm not saying that it is a good thing, but perhaps there may be something that good good comes out of it. Maybe there will be some recognition Certainly that you so. know you don't you don't oppress an entire people. You know, like you know, pushing them under your thumb. Yeah. And you know, and then thinking that you can you know abuse your position of power. You just can't do that. You know, that's not how an actual society works. You know. Eventually, you know, things are going to have to change and, you know, people are going to have to accept everybody as equals, you know, and recognize that, you know, the person over there is no different from me, you know, that everybody shares in values, you know, everybody has the same needs and wants and that, you know what, maybe if everybody comes together and recognizes the other person as the same, Maybe we can, you know, develop some trust and maybe get along and get by, you know. In, how how do I describe it? Maybe we'll be that much closer to utopia. Utopia. Maybe not necessarily in a, a perfect world, but you know that much closer to it. I am, see this. This is why I play video games and talk about video games. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is this is some deep stuff. Yeah. I got back into World of Warcraft. Games are God simple. Damn it, I care. You know. You know? <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay, Morg. It's okay, yeah. and I don't want to silence you on that. And obviously, you feel very strong mm-hmm. about the race part of this issue, and that's mm-hmm. that's okay. Um, and, and and like, it's not like. I think a lot of times people deal with racism in different ways or experience it in different ways. Um, my dad dealt with it in, in a very direct way, like a lot of black people did. People tried to kill him because they mm-hmm. didn't want him there. Um, people, and that's not because he, I say I look white, it's because I'm Native American. Like people tried to kill him because they were trying to establish a tribe in Yellow Springs, Ohio. They succeeded in establishing that tribe. But they also had to deal with people shooting flame, flaming mm-hmm. arrows at them, shooting at them with rifles. Like, like that. That is something my dad dealt with directly. What I dealt, what I dealt with was um, mm-hmm. indirectly um, was trying to convince people that I'm Native American. I don't, I don't know if people that had to convince people of their race yeah. before, <laughs> like. Other than, other than me and it wasn't like oh i'm trying to convince you so i can get a grant it was like um my mm-hmm. ex's family they were like you're white and i'm like you don't tell me what i am <laughs> like yeah they i um oh I, 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 I used to work with a guy stuff who like was, that like, I, I used to work with a guy who was navajo and mm-hmm. like 80 percent of our our uh customers would come in Oh yeah, I talked to the Asian guy. Oh my god. No, no, no. no. It's like <laughs> Okay. 
And it's not even insulting that it's like, oh, I'm not Asian. It's insulting that it's like, that's not me. This is what I am. Right? Yeah. Like, I like, understand that feeling. Oh <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, I mean, he had, he, he very obviously had the skin tone of, an, of you know, someone who's, you know, spent a lot of time in the sun. And he was taller than me, and I'm six foot. And Yeah. Oh, geez. Okay. But people went I'm entirely sure. based off of his eyes. <laughs> He's Asian. He's got squinty eyes. He's Asian. Oh, my clearly. God. I don't assume anything about anyone. Ever. Half the time I don't ask because um, I'm afraid of, you know, being offensive just by being the ignorant. The repercussions? I'm, I'm, af- <laughs> yeah. I'm afraid that they'll take my ignorance as offensive somehow. So I, a lot of times they're like, you know what? You're you. I'm me. As long as we can work together, I don't care. And that's actually a good way to look at it, you know? Yeah. Honestly, yeah. There... I, you know, if people want to be acknowledged for uh, for their uh, cultural background, I mean, like, you know, me being Scotch-Canadian, I, I would wear my kilt wherever I could, and I'd be, you know, dragging a Claremore behind me and, you know, throwing cabers everywhere left, right, and center and drinking Scotch and eating haggis all I like, but, you know... And freezing your nethers off half the year, but that's beside the point. Yeah, well, I was no, going no, no, to say, like... I actually wearing a kilt. <laughs> you have no idea. In the winter? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'd be surprised. I, I would be surprised. We got hairy legs. We're fine. But 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 then again, I've got Irish descent in me, so... Ah, uh, yes. Blood Quantum. Uh, have you guys heard of Blood this movie? Blood Quantum. Here, wait. Let's take a look at this. Nope. Uh, Blood... I think it's called Blood Quantum. Uh, so, Blood Quantum is the... Yes, Blood Quantum 2020. Blood Quantum is the term that, you know, when you say I'm X percent this, X percent that, um, uh, is the term for that. Blood Quantum is also an amazing movie of the, uh, of a tribe of natives in Alaska who are immune to the zombie apocalypse and murdering the hell out of everyone that isn't immune. Um, oh my, it looks amazing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah and it, it's doing very well in the, the film festivals and should be uh at least available at some point um i've heard a lot about this movie but like yeah it, it looks it looks really good and fun and as a native american i get to be like hey there's something cool for me <laughs> oh my goodness like 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 turok I get, like, I get Turok. That's mine. I get Turok. Even though I'm not, you know, I'm not a Plains uh, tribe, like the Navajo or anything. I'm Eastern, but yeah, it's, 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 uh, I don't know. There's just a lot going on. I'm sorry. Morg, did you actually have any other games to talk about? Uh, (laughs) Pokemon Fire Red. Yay. I got uh, four more jackpots (laughs) twice in a row. Yay. Oh yeah, dude! You're still doing that. You're still I mean, doing the gambling. Yeah. Did we talk yes, about that on episode? Yeah, I mean, we like, talked about that on episode. It's kind of funny because now yeah. I'm coming up with like 
new strategies in order to be able to synchronize the jackpots. So I'm actually using breath exercises, and I'm like, I'm actually like scanning, checking for like the sevens to line up, and then I'll use like breathing exercises and and pacing it, so that way I can time the sevens to line up just perfectly. So I'll be like. And I'll like, and I'll be like, one, two, three, and then I'll just be like, click, and I'll be like, yes, jackpot, and it works almost every single time. It is just wonderful. You sound like the people who actually <laughs> save scum the roulette, the the uh, the uh, wheel of fortune thing in the GTA casino <laughs> to win the car. I probably would do like, that. Like people, have, people have actually, people have actually figured out. Oh, if I quit out of the game before it actually does the cloud save that I want, something that isn't the car, it won't save, and therefore I just log back in, go back to the casino, and try to spin it again. I'm like, it's a car. Just in the amount of time, go steal in it. In the amount of time that it would take yeah. to. Win the car this way, you could earn the money to buy the car. I may be, and I mean, <laughs> I may be that guy who, and, 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 like, you know, is like over encumbered in like the first dungeon of Skyrim with all the iron armor and all the iron like shields and weapons, you know, just kind of walking out, and I have to like make like three, four, maybe even five passes inside in and out of that dungeon just so I could sell everything off. But you know what? I mean, like. That's my sickness. Yeah. That's my sickness right there. I'm just the guy who kills every everybody, takes what I need, and gets out. That's what I do. Yeah, my brother says that I'm really stupid when I play Skyrim. He's like, why don't you just go in there and just beat the mission? I mean, you get more gold anyways. And I'm like, but all that stuff I could sell too. And he's like, damn it, it's not worth anything. It isn't worth a penny. Just go in there and just beat the game. And I'm like, Ugh. Morg. Self-imposed challenge. I feel like we we have yet to oh play a boy. game together, Morg, in all this yeah. months. But I'm starting to feel like you would make me <laughs> Probably would. <laughs> 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 I like to take it slow and easy, baby. You know, that's my way to play. Like we, Nice and casual. Yeah. Okay. Well... I think we have to wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, it's too... um, Into the weeds so, uh, on this one. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. So what we've been playing and a healthy amount yes. of violence. Uh, or, uh, real world violence oh, and boy. politics. We, we had awesome. to cover all the bases today. Uh, we did. I still feel I like think. it's my fault. <laughs> no, we'll blame you later. Okay. We'll blame it's, you another time. I, we, I, there's, there's no, there's no blame <laughs> to lay in, in the t- in 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 the aspect of us talking about politics tonight. There's a lot going on for a lot of people, and it deserves to be talked about. It deserves to be heard. I'm just not sure that you know the hunter sub is the authority no. on that. But oh, whatever. No, Either way, mm-hmm. that's our opinion. Um, so yeah, so, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, please don't unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, this is Fortwine. You can catch me at Hunter Sub Pod on Twitter. Um, you can find me on Reddit, uh, as, as Fortwine also. Um, 
you'll see me doing ecology still. I have just recently finished Gerillion. I am now working on Displacer Beasts. Um, and then after Displacer Beast, it's going to be up between Owlbear and uh, the Diatrima. So, yay. Uh, and then whichever one isn't picked out of those two, then the other one will go. So I've got my articles planned out for the next couple weeks. Uh, also join us uh, next week as we go into um, what we talked about, what we were going to do last time is roguelikes. Um, we're going to talk about them, dare roguelikes. Uh, and I so a lot I can't of wait. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to listen to that one. It's going to be a fun one. Yep. Yep. And uh, I know for a fact that Pan is playing one like partially because of the delay. She actually got one that she wanted to play today. So she'll be playing that. Um, so yeah. Uh, anyways, I will see you guys on the next quest. And on well, that quest, I'm probably going to be on Twitter at Morgan. Hey three. And I'm probably going to be on there just, you know, trying to, uh, find that sparkle of hope, that glistening God ray, uh, that sunshine, you know, in this dark hour, you know, that is the interwebs, you know, hopefully bring some sunshine to so- the world. So you're looking for real life ray tracing? Well, eh, kind of. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could, you could uh, see that bright light and the fact that we posted our D and D episode. Yes, I am going to watch it, and I can't wait to, uh, to get to the point where uh, I talk about uh, Chub Chub uh, taking that wolf's ear and uh, yes, and uh, wrapping a human finger in it and eating it like a soft taco. Oh, that was so gross! <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm listening to that at work, and I'm like. I'm really glad I haven't had lunch yet. <laughs> <laughs> if, there's one, if there's one thing that can oh, be said boy. about me playing D&D or Pathfinder, it's that I like I like those crazy, diverse characters that really add some flavor to a story. But yeah, um, I might might be on Twitch. Not, might not be on as much as I would like because I'm also working. But I mean, I do frequent Twitter... Um, quite a lot and um yeah you guys can always catch me here on a good number of the podcasts that we have going on including the pathfinder um uh pathfinder sessions that we have going on yeah yeah it's uh uh, i do believe i'm going to have mm -hmm. a better name for it coming soon which is uh caloran which is the name of the con the the name of the island that you guys are on so i'm gonna gonna start calling it Caloran caloran campaign uh Caloron, nature, go- nature oh, gone. Oh yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> that sounds like someone could take it in a very wrong direction. <laughs> I mean, that's why I made the joke. But uh, no, Cal- <laughs> just right now it's probably 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 the exploration of Caloran is what it's going to be at. Session one is up. Session two will be playing and recording Tuesday because we had to skip a week because we had multiple people not mm-hmm. not able to attend. So been there. Yep. And uh, I'm going to be looking for new players too. So uh, I have some ideas in mind. I'm excited. So we're cause so yeah. Anyways. Um, uh, Chrono, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me, uh, on Twitter and Twitch at after Atlantis, uh, is the name of the, channel that i I, uh, occasionally try to stream on but 
real life has been kicking me in the butt for the past six months uh, because of massive overtime at work because I work at a pharmacy and we had stuff that was really, really taking up a lot of mm-hmm. my free time, you know, before pharmacy, be- be- another be- before uh... COVID hit. Oh, after Atlantis, <laughs> before gaming. COVID hit, we were dealing with stuff. Found you following. Yeah, and uh, I don't think we're. I don't have a whole lot going on on YouTube at the moment. I'm. I may or may not be, but uh, the Twitch channel uh, does have vods of the campaign that I've run over the past year plus. It's kind of slow going, and it's going to be even slower going for a while because I'm going from, hey, there's so much overtime, I don't have the energy to run a campaign, to, hey, I'm going to have a new baby in the house, and my streaming rig is in my bedroom. Yep, it's going to be about a year before I can do this again. Sorry, guys! But I I do... Yeah, that happened to me. That did happen to me. Second kid. Yeah. Yeah. I I do have what uh, is... What what I've dubbed an action comedy campaign going on. Because it's... (laughs) Nice. Because it's it's a chance for us to just blow off steam and, you know... Isn't that just D&D in general? Action comedy. I mean... There you go. some, some, Some campaigns manage to keep it serious. We don't care. Uh, I... Oh, come on. We had a halfling that lived inside of a Warforged. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I never had D&D 100% serious. Are, are, you, are you guys I, you familiar know, with the Hyperdementia Neptunia series? No, I've never no. heard of this before until now. Not. I'm going to have to. It's a, it's a, it's a, it is a JRPG series that is, mm-hmm. it, it is basically the console wars as if the mm-hmm. various consoles were anime girls. Oh, I, I was going to say, aren't, the, are they hot anime girls? Cause I see where oh, this is going. Well, actually boy. they are, they, they, they are, they are cute anime girls who can do magical girl transformations into hot anime girls. Oh, yay. There is, there is a very, very long series with a lot of side games. I mean, you know, if you want to go down that rabbit hole, you can. Uh, let's just say that the lead character who enjoys breaking the fourth wall uh, in her own games is also in my campaign as an NPC. Oh. So you've, you've gone full... What was her name, Morg? And, uh, Doki oh, Doki? Uh, I believe that was Monica, right? Yeah, you're going full Monica. All right, cool. <laughs> Not, <laughs> let's leave the creepy pasta out of it, but yeah, oh, man. You know, basically, she 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 she's my fourth wall breaker, and she's also you know basically, if I feel that you know she needs to make a check and it's something that she would care about, she will always roll a twenty. Otherwise, she will always roll a one. She hasn't rolled very many twenties. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> Because I'm trying to play her like as in character as possible, so a lot of the time, she's got her own thing going on. She doesn't really care what the party's doing. <laughs> oh yeah, but uh, oh, um, let, let's just say that I've been running the party through uh, uh, the Dragon Heist book, and okay, she uh, decided that instead of a tavern, the party was going to be managing a maid cafe in the middle of Waterdeep. Uh- that's so funny. Oh, uh, I love it. 
Okay. That's the sort of action comedy we're going <laughs> for at Agents of the Nexus. <laughs> oh my god. So that's that's uh, going to be uh that, that's going to be twitch.tv/afteratlantis and uh the Twitter's at @afteratlantis as well. <laughs> okay. And again, it's going to be it's um, going to be like a year before I can pick that up, but hopefully I will be in an actual house by then and not an apartment and that will make things a lot easier for mm. these sorts of uh, I warn production you, upgrades. Means you're have to mow. Production upgrades. I'm going Mowing to be making. Mowing sucks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I will say, Morg, uh, you're probably pretty particularly interested in this. Um, so my Giralon that I just did and Kieran mm-hmm. before that both reference each other with a reference to the Rajal mm-hmm. and Kieran legend that I was so hateful on. Uh, I do put a a, a a a there is a legend that they do this oh. kind of thing and then slam that that and then co- immediately slam that legend. Oh, but thank you. I I in do case care. I I'm I'm very pleased. The gods are indeed pleased. <laughs> Might as well check the generals for that because Alrighty, yeah, guys. I did leave that as yeah. It's just perfect. Yes. All right, guys, thank you for chatting tonight. Thank you, listeners, for coming in and listening to us. If you made it this far, awesome. Um, you know, be safe out there. And a lot of love to everyone. Those brave souls so, that made it past the two-hour mark. <laughs> take care, everyone. Yeah. Uh, safe hunting, that's what I'll say tonight. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.